0: Talk Brunch, served hot
1: Talk Brunch live Rick Dara here, aka Captain Brunch Being joined as always With his co-host, Destin Soul Glow Frazier <laughs> uh,
2: Some of y'all pay for that fight
1: Right? Real cash. Money Man. that they earn from their jobs.
2: Oh <laughs> shit. shit. You could
1: have you could have fed your children. Write it down. <laughs> what a mess. I have to say. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about that, of course. So how could we not? It's unavoidable at this point. Uh we're also gonna talk about more releases. You know what would it be Without talking about more releases As well as uh, fake fights And I, I test, I'm want to i not talking about the wrestling I'm talking <laughs> about the boxing A
2: fight scene in the room
1: Look more Mm-hmm. It certainly did That being said Shout out to everybody listening Across all of the different Popular podcaster and podcast apps I'm not even going to really go through All of them right now I'll go through them later Because I want to get straight To the damn news There's like a whole bunch of it Uh, Since we last left off here when I told you guys That I didn't think that we were going to see the Riot Squad ever again Remember that last time on Talk Brunch And uh, I don't think we're going to see him again I was really hoping to have the time to cut in like a last time on Talk Brunch But (laughs) We need one of those That's right But the schedule just didn't like borrow for it That's crazy Right after we spoke about this There were more releases right We'll talk about it later. I don't want to lead into that, but I, I was just thinking. Well,
2: that. Uh, all I'll say now is I laugh so hard when I think you might have said something about somebody who was just
1: like, like oh, yeah, there's not going to be any more releases. I was, I was like, about to say, oh, you know fuck what fuck they should else? do now that everybody has, like, anxiety and they're up in arms? They should have, like, a meeting where they reassure everyone that those are the last of the releases. This time. This time, yeah. Right. Got- <laughs> all right. Well, this is. This is a busy show, that's why we're late There's a lot of information to lay out here Most of it in which I haven't even gotten to go through But I want to start off with uh, Seth freaking Rollins uh, And his I don't know if this his, is I want to call this his doppelganger Does he have a doppelganger, is that what that is? Do you he know what I'm talking about? Do you see him? No Oh you didn't
2: No <laughs> Oh god <laughs>
1: I love the reaction too. Let me see. Uh, I heard
2: the excitement,
1: and I got scared. Instantly. I thought you knew because when you, when you named them, it sounded like you you knew them. All right, anyway, here we go. Oh, that was hit. Oh, that was not planned.
3: Uh, not. No, 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 no,
2: no, no, no.
4: You've got it all wrong. First of all, you're a terrible impersonator of yours truly. Second of all, your drip's a mess. You got two gloves. I'm a one-glove brother. You're, you're,
1: wait a minute. Wait. This is a deep fake. This is a deep fake. That's not real. That's not your real body or your real head. Get out of here. Get him out. <laughs> The fuck up <laughs> brain? That's, that's not your real body or your real head. That's where I lost in watching this. The, out of the whole thing, the part that really cozy other where he looks closer. Wait a minute. This is a deep <laughs> fake. That's not your real body or your real head.
0: Get out of here.
2: That motherfucker said you are you are a phony in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> that's, not your, that's not your body or your
1: real head.
2: <laughs> he's what the a deep up fake. To say?
1: Oh, boy tiktok's a weird place i've never actually gone there but i don't think i want to
2: you know i have the app and i scour it every now and then you see the fun stuff and you see the funny stuff every now and then but yeah you wind up in like the deep shit in the fucking rabbit hole of tiktok you will see some
1: shit yeah and i and i don't want to see some shit It,
2: it, it, it it it's this generation's equivalent of winding up in like a youtube rabbit hole
1: yeah, so in the like future will be. One moment you're in
2: like fail videos, the next moment you're in fucking conspiracies about lizard people and shit.
1: Next, next thing you know, there will be no YouTube and everyone will just be on TikTok, right? It'll be yeah, like I'm when right. MySpace died for Facebook.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, bad times. It's kind of but, but hey, that,
2: that's too that, that's too real for me because my freaking YouTube recommended all off the walls. I go to sleep with it on. I don't know what the fuck's gonna be on when I wake up.
1: As as Argon G- Argonians G- from Skyrim. <laughs> I saw <it> to. <laughs> I kind of want to leave that up. I wish I could just have that as our banner. <laughs> oh know? my god! The, the two Seth Rollins. They should bring him in. Have him right, do something. It. The same with Nakamura. has his own guitars. Have him have his own clone. Oh, clone god. gone wrong. Oh, it'll be the new Mizdow. They could they could have it be like that gimmick and in, uh invincible where where the two guys neither one of them knows which one is the actual clone. <laughs> you know, I thought oh, no, you're the clone, no, you're the clone. <laughs> oh man, Rollins. Yeah, we're starting with fun stuff because it's gonna get dark quick. Then then like an anime. So uh Andrade. Good old Andrade. El um, mm-hmm. He superplexed, or rather, I guess you could say he suplexes Ric Flair into a swimming pool. Now this
5: I saw. <laughs> what?
1: Let <laughs> run that
0: again.
1: Wait,
2: that another. One more? No, one more. No, one more. was my favorite part of the whole thing.
1: Awesome, right? Glad to see some fun out there in the world. You know, if you have spare time, why not use it, eh? Soup like your future father in law into a pool. Fuck it. They should make a tag team. They could be, instead of amigo, they could be amigo.
2: Woo!
0: Uh,
1: that will work, right? Yeah, they can pull it out. Mm hmm. Let's see what else do we have. I don't want to go to that one because I'm going to get heat. I'm trying to stay away from what going to give me. What is heat, heat speak of? Yeah, and you know, I want to make it a heat because we're to talk about somebody returning to wrestling, so that's going to give me heat. Oh, oh wait. It, oh, heat is that thing that the Marks think we give a shit about. Oh, okay. Nah, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm in the mood. I'm gonna do it. I'm in the mood to complain about things that bother me. And there's no better than to start with a story's gonna get me heat with like snowflakes and all that other shit. Let's get her ass up on the screen.
2: Oh Kylie I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't wait. I've
1: been waiting for this one. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Oh yeah. It's been announced that she has now signed with the NWA. They had their "When Our Shadows Fall" pay per view. Yeah, what are they Shadows like a What are they like a late '90s metal band? I mean, apparently. So they, anyway, they, they perform in front of a
2: crowd smaller than our So I mean.
1: she signed with the NWA recently. For anyone that doesn't recall who this is, she's the person who was at the original press conference. What was it like a pool conference that they did? It's like a poolside conference for AEW? Yeah. And she was sort of introduced as like their version of like a Bailey, like this front loving character. And made like a big deal out of her. Even Cody took a jab at Bailey where he said like, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like none of that fake shit, you know, like, you know, and, and so that being said, uh, she requested her release from AEW. Citing various issues. Then she went to before impact. On, I even got rolling mm-hmm, before it even started. Then went to impact and, uh, basically she said that she was no longer going to be wrestling because she was quote-unquote unwell even though she She was was on the contract
2: right before bound for glory right before she had a championship match and i believe didn't was the whole thing nobody even knew i guess
1: yeah so she was going to uh so she was bound for glory That's a big deal Because it's like One of their big papers It's like That's and a, It's wrestling. a no-no And all that aside It's a no-no In the business of Wrestling to no-show If you if you didn't learn that From what happened With the Steve Austin situation You learned that From what happened With the Jeff Jarrett situation If you didn't learn it From there You learned it From the Warrior situation But to be honest with you This is my first case Of us not telling someone Who just walked off On a show Or on something They're paying on To go fuck themselves And that bothers me Because When Stone Cold Did it in WWE, because he didn't want to lose to Brock Lesnar in the first round of Survivor Series, and he didn't feel that that was good money. They still had The Rock come out and bury. No disrespect to The Rock, but they had The Rock come out and bury probably the greatest WWE superstar of all time. When Someone who literally saved the company. Blackballed here on live television. And he, by his own admittance, says that it was not in good taste for him to do that and that they should have went about it differently you never hear positive things about people leaving a company no matter what but because this is a a unwell quote-unquote unwell issue we're sort of giving it a pass so what happened to my understanding was that uh she was on the contract with impact wrestling but pw insiders reporting that nwa and impact worked out a deal to allow her to sign with nwa and uh, she would, like you said, she was supposed to take on Diana Peraza for the knockouts title at Bound for Glory, but she no-showed the event. It's just so weird. The, the, the new world, that goes to show how much the world changed, that you could be apologetic about somebody missing a live pay-per-view. You,
2: you know what I mean? one of
1: the year, too, not even like one of your throws. A live pay-per-view, man. Like, that is really nuts. They said that she spoke to some people in Impact Wrestling over the weekend, and she apologized for quitting. Well, if she apologizes, then I guess that makes everything okay, right? What do you think?
2: (sighs) All I'm saying, we've had people at my job just no show and then quit. They
1: don't come back. And if they do, we make it really fucking uncomfortable. And usually your next employer will ask you, why did you leave your last job and you can't go back to them for a rest? But no, she just apologized. I mean, you know, even if this affects other people, if you apologize, then. uh That makes everything okay. Now, to be clear, I don't know if this girl actually had mental problems. I don't know what she was going through. But at the same time, and I said this on social media recently, I think that anytime anyone leaves any position, whether voluntarily, whether being a volunteer position, whether it be a job position, any position that you leave where you have a regular function in life and you leave it and you cite mental health, Before you're given any other positions or tasks, it should be a requirement for you to present a full mental evaluation because you can't have it both ways, which a lot of people that cite mental health do. They basically cite mental health and then they want you to have empathy towards their condition. But then when they feel that they they may feel better, they're going to say stuff like, oh, uh, I feel better now, so I should be able to come back. How do we know? You were the one who tried to convince us that we need to understand mental health. And the way mental health works is a very serious condition. And in order for you to fix it, it takes years of therapy. Did you go to a therapist? What did you do? This whole thing of sitting under the sun, having a couple of Nathan's Franks, and then saying that you fucking feel better doesn't work for me. Because if you're asking me to research mental health, which I did, I have a full knowledgeable understanding of the steps that it takes to recover from that shit. So it bothers me that people who have mental health issues want you to be sympathetic and empathetic towards their mental health issues, but then you have to be sympathetic and empathetic toward our, our plight here, our situation, okay? We can't employ someone who just cited mental health issues unless they get psychological or mentally evaluated, and no one who has ever admitted their have mental health issues should feel offended by that. They're the ones that constantly explain to us and shove down our throat how we need to be more understanding and insightful about mental health issues, so that's what I'm doing. I'm saying that if you ever felt that you had a mental health issue that put you to the point where you're mentally unwell in doing something, then from the point where you made that public statement forward, you should be required to have some sort of a mental evaluation just to show that you're okay. You're okay now. Why? How? What made you okay? We How many times on this show have we talked about how I don't like when people do that shit when they leave? Didn't I? You know what? I wish I would have played my own drop from the last time we talked about her leaving where I said, I hope that this isn't going to be a thing where in a few months we hear that she comes back with no explanation as to what kind of fucking help she sought or what she did or how things have improved. Didn't I fucking just say that about her when she left? Yes. Word for word. Word for word. I said, I hope that this isn't just one of those situations where she just pops back up and, oh, I'm okay now. And that's it. I'm sorry. Fuck that shit. I'm really tired of people leaning on mental health to, to to get a to get a freaking pass. I'm not gonna watch her matches. I'm boycotting this girl's matches. I'm turning off the TV, changing the volume, muting it. If she's ever somewhere that I give a shit about, which she's not, but if she ever is, I'm not gonna watch her matches. I don't want this crazy chick on my television set, you know. And luckily for her, I mean, she's in NWA, which nobody watches that shit, so. But no, I'm sorry, but this is, you give people too much of a pass. I'm not, you can't have it both ways. You can't on one hand tell me that I gotta acknowledge your mental health issues and, 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 and respect them and then on the other hand, we just fucking let you back when you feel better. Oh, I went off for a smoothie and I'm okay. Fuck off. Oh, I took a couple of, I streamed for a couple of days. I was playing freaking Mirrors Edge. I don't give a shit. Go get some mental health. If you have a mental health issue, it should not be something that you can just heal with time off and bed rest. She's not, she's not talking about it like she just had
2: an off day. Like, she no-showed one match, and then just quit a company before it even only, got started. It's only a matter of time before they have to pull this chick off of another fucking ceiling. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. I'm, I'm literally waiting for, like, I, I'm already got the countdown in my head. Okay, what, what NWA event is she going to no-show? And then be like, oh, you
1: know, my mental health. And I don't mean literally for anyone to think that. I mean, like, literally, like, her climbing walls was the, was the thing there. And I'll be taking a know, I mean, It's only a matter of time. It's fucking crazy. I'm going to say it. And as much as people say, oh, you don't have a right to people's health or issues or whatever, it is when they're citing it as the reason why they're gone. People invest in these fucking companies. Whether you invest your time or your money in having the station or network that they're a part of, or whatever, or, your, or their shirts or going to the events, you invest in, in these companies. When you decide you're gonna become a public figure, you 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 basically, out of respect for your friends, you owe them some sort of a fucking explanation. Not just merging and out of and and, and unmerging out of out of existence like that. Oh she's so sweet, she has such a nice face and she's so wonderful. I don't give a shit about that. Aren't you tired, Destin, of people in this world hiding and being able to get by with shit because of that guy's smiling and being adorable and sweet? <laughs> I don't care how much you smile and you are adorable and sweet. And you're you're a fuckface if you if you if you no know show an event. You fuckface, especially because
2: Impact took the time to build an angle, took time to put together a promo package, ran said promo package during the last Impact, during the pre-show of Bound for Glory right before their match of Bound for Glory,
1: ran her
2: music. Nothing.
1: Yeah, it's garbage. You know how many people go to go to work that don't want to or do shit they don't want to, but they have to get their sick, don't feel well. People and their family might be in the hospital while they're working, or, or they might have lost somebody and they just can't take the fucking time or don't want to, or they do what they have to do. And she's given a fucking spot like that and she leaves and doesn't fucking explain herself and she just pops up in three companies now with a pass? This is the kind of girl who needs a WWE system because it does provide a level of, of discipline. I, I'd almost i almost compare it to something like the military, because who the fuck goes around no showing events and doing all this and not even so much as an explanation. And everybody's cheering her on like she's Billy playing what? the fucking trumpet in American Pie one. You know, everybody's cheering her fucking on for What?
2: Props to you girl, you know showed almost. Oh, you know showed and didn't explain nothing,
1: and now you're back, but you spoke to a few people. Fuck that, man. I'm really tired of this. You know, as much as Cody threw jabs at Bailey, Bailey seems pretty well put together. The fake one here seems to be her. She talking about being the fake Bailey motherfucker Bailey damn near the real Kylie Ray. Bailey carried that entire company through a pandemic. This chick has been the pandemic. She got sick before everybody else. Twice. It's like, why is everybody kissing her ass? Do we even know who the fuck she was before AEW had picked her up from whatever I mustard packet they found her in? I know
2: I fucking didn't.
1: Who the fuck is she? Can somebody explain to me who the fuck she was? Had any of you ever seen her before she went by the pool? You know, the who the, the fuck, fuck was she? And
2: why should I have care? To have never an event.
1: Some fucking chick that just showed no show an event and now it's like we report every time she pops up somewhere. I don't even know what her fucking finisher is. <laughs> it's the no show. <laughs> Wait, that's, you that's what she should call it, at, right? The yeah. no-show. She fucking literally—that's a finisher. She goes with the anything goes, Saiyajin final attack. <laughs> Ready, set, run away! Oh
2: yeah!
1: It's funny how many times we we brought, we brought up the anything goes, Saiyajin final attack. Because based on speed, based on speed, cunning, and stealth. In other words, run away until you have a better <laughs> idea. <laughs> she went with the Saiyatoma final attack. I love how this is based on speed, cunning, and stealth. And I can just
2: see fucking <laughs> Kylie just fucking trying to stealth her way out of the bridge. She's like a wrestle. Dude,
1: ooh. she may as well just start doing like Mr. Saiyan. Oh, I have a stomach. Oh, <laughs> Kylie, oh. Kylie, ooh, Kylie, ooh. <laughs> She's going to start mister Sataning around wrestling companies.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck was that
1: for? <laughs> gen- Yo, we're gender swapping everything, right? Fuck it. Let's gender swap Mr. Satan. Kylie Ray likes anime, right? She could be the next Mr. Satan. <laughs> That's the closest character she is. It's She's bad. avoiding. This right, though. At least he showed up. <laughs> that's true mr satan stepped up he went out there and threw 16's head when he needed to (laughs) he ran out in the middle of a battlefield throwing a fucking android head i wouldn't throw no android head she was already the fake bailey fuck it she'll be a fake satan you know he even helped out with god he even helped out he even helped with all with god and wishes and things what did she do you you got
2: and what you got to do? You got to make it authentic. You got to give her the fucking view they gave her in the Bruce Falcon version. She pump and pops in. <inaudible>
1: <inaudible> Everywhere she goes, she got
2: to do the laugh. <laughs>
1: no, I want her to have the original. She's Mr. Satan in her way across things. She's holding on the left you know, and hey, right hey, triggers hey, you know, on Final hey, you know, Fantasy. Okay.
2: And you know what? Fuck it. Those, those shirts don't sell anymore. Give her a freaking cut
1: out of the old Jordan Miles t-shirt with a smile on. Just put that as a belt. <laughs> I'm not going to be nice anymore, man. I'm sorry. I know I'm going to get a heat. That's why I was going to skip this. But you know what? That shit bothers me. It should not be okay. She should have to present some sort of psychological evaluation or be seen by somebody because of the fact that this is not just about her. This is about other people's lives and careers. And it's just been really muddy. It doesn't look good. It reflects fucking badly. And I'm tired of it's like the elephant in the room that we're not allowed to say because God forbid we hurt Kylie Ray's feelings because she might disappear again. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. You know, but again, if someone could tell me who she is, who the fuck was she before that? She literally used a press conference to get notoriety. I'll be so pissed if she sucks.
2: She used a press conference on the fact that she was coming out to the Pokemon theme song. That was he That's the only thing I remember about that about that conference. I was like, "Wow, she came out to the fucking Pokemon theme song."
1: That's a mental case right there, man.
2: What the no show and the Pokemon theme
1: song? Yeah, well, both. <laughs> <laughs> She's off her damn rocker.
2: This is right though. Like, what is she had, like? The crowd
1: reaction? Holy shit! Are you can. She's a few cans short of a six pack. She has one Duracell in reverse, and the remote's not working. <laughs>
0: I'm not. No she more sympathy, No launch. more
1: sympathy. I'm just sick of hearing about this. Every time I scroll across something, it's like we're celebrating someone who has accomplished nothing. What titles does she have? You know what? I'm looking her up. I'm going to spend more time on this than we have because that's how pissed off I am. I'm looking her up. I want to see who the fuck this was before that. Told you We start out with the fun stuff, people. It's just about to get fun real fucking quick. I should have done this before, but I don't really have the time to look up every crazy person that runs away from something.
2: <laughs> Translation, we don't have time for Kylie, right? I'm pretty sure
1: she's the only person I've ever known. Good lord. Like, damn. <laughs> I just don't want to watch. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I've never been so saturated. Brianna Ray Sperry, 92. Riley Ray. God, train, God. Trained by Bryce Benjamin and Booker T. Debuted Riley, in 2016. <laughs> she was on, she, she made her debut on Booker T's thing March 19th, Reality of Wrestling, defeating Irie Robin. Then she was in Warrior Wrestling 3 in 2019. She had a trial with WWE in 2018. So I guess she already hit that, that bullet too. Um, 2019, she went to freelance wrestling. And in twenty, so her biggest accomplishment was September 12, 2020. She defeated Tessa Blanchard to win the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship.
2: It was so funny about that. I remember following Tessa on social media when she won that title. I never knew who she lost to do. And then after that,
1: she showed up in AEW. So she hasn't done anything. That is unreal. She's just some rookie to Booker T train She has, she she broke before she got out of the freaking assembly factory. Someone needs to send her ass to the land of misfits toys. How many fucking months away from Christmas are we? Wait, see, see that 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 that's the toy that gets
2: donated, but gets picked last. You were the last kid off the short bus, and I was like, man, that's all we got.
1: Well, fuck. Why am I such a misfit? I am not just a nitwit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Holy shit.
6: Oh now God. I'm in the
1: Christmas spirit, thanks to her
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know what that means It's the return
2: of the ghost of Christmas fuck you,
1: yeah, exactly, you know, now I gotta go see Rudolph when he hangs out with the with the misfit toys. <laughs> we got to Photoshop Kylie Ray on one of them you know what you do you fucking oh my God <laughs> it hit me you fucking you. you. You fucking Photoshop her head on the fucking spider toy from fucking Toy Story 1. Broken toys, man. Broken fucking toys. And again, again, I don't care if people say, oh, I'm not being sympathetic or I'm being an asshole whatever. You know what, man? You're being an asshole. Setting a fucking example like that to let somebody who clearly has mental health just gavelant around or gallivant around rather like an asshole. After two times, somebody who's encouraging her, and I said this before, should have gotten her fucking help. Make sure she's okay the third time. Third time's a charm? She'll stick with it. This time, eh. Yeah, if she was a teacher, that wouldn't be tolerable. You see, Stasis makes a good point. Like, what if that was a teacher? What if that's somebody or a police officer or something? Everybody else is re- is required to, or even an actor, even an actor or somebody on Broadway. Everybody else has to, like, fulfill their obligations to some extent. And, yet, yeah, things happen every now and then. And we gave her the one pass that was really weird that I bit my tongue about with AEW. But now two, now three? Now she's here three times again? You know how much shit they gave Sasha Banks for when she left? Somebody who paid their dues, that literally yeah, went through developmental, that had multiple fucking titles, carried people, elevated people with her. You know what I mean? That was literally a draw, one of the first female draws. And that, you know how much shit her own fan base and the entire wrestling community gave Sasha for wanting to fucking step away? Charlotte gets shit all the time whenever she takes a couple of fucking weeks off. But this no-name motherfucker here who hasn't ever won any title better than the ones I win in the games gets to take vacations all the time. Right before like the most important scenarios. You know what we should do, man, to make her feel better? Did you get your COVID relief check? You should give it to her. She needs it more than you do, because she's <laughs> Kylie nah. Ray. <laughs> nah. What are you drinking nah. right now? Maybe you should just fucking send it to her, too. She needs it more than you. No, I'll send liquid. Send her your food. I mean, she I'm needs it more than uh, you do. If she wants this empty spark can, she can have it, but... Yeah, I'm drinking half a Diet Coke here. I would half have one to throw out the fucking picture from my screen.
2: See, I worry, but I feel like knowing my drip is knowing my luck is going to be one drop
1: left, and I'm not, really, I'm not willing to risk it for this, bitch. This is the kind of chick that dickheads like Jordan will make excuses for. Well, I understand. Fuck off. <laughs> uh,
2: and then working at Twin Peaks versus
1: for no fucking reason. It takes fifteen minutes to Shit like this oh. made people that we formerly used to associate people that I fucking loathe. You know what I mean? They make me seethe my fucking
2: <laughs> in my soul. You know what most show.
1: Always making fucking excuses for being punk asses punk asses i never actually say the person's name i just say the last time they. i'll say whatever name nobody calls us out over here anymore some of y'all out there learn don't do that shit raise the gates let them in fuck it (laughs) forbidden podcast door let's go unbelievable somebody get that girl some help get some robitussin maybe (laughs) robitussin Which I'll punch in the stern one another,
2: one the other. I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, so, well, no, but no, we, we give her a pass because she's a sympathetic character. <laughs> no, they give her a pass. If this was Angel, she'd be Fred. You know, yeah. if this was Buffy, she'd so, be Willow before Powers. She's that person. You know, not too popular. adorable adorable so What are saying is she paid money for Mayweather versus Paul. <laughs> oh no, not that again. Yeah, that again. Anyway, I almost wish WWE hired her just so she could have been part of the firings. She'd have quit before the firings. Yeah, right. She (laughs) she wouldn't have made it to the firings. (laughs) You say that like she would have made. She'd have quit after her performance in the picture. You shouldn't be. Yo, she's one of the people. She's walking around with only one of one out of two COVID shots, and she's never going to get the other one. She quit vaccinations. (laughs) She didn't go yes or no. She 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 got the first one and then quit. She didn't make
2: it past the fucking creator character screen in Outriders. Yeah, no, she was done. She got to the hair,
1: down to the eyes, and said, nah, uninstall. She started her own eSports League, and right when the first practice game launched, she's like, I retire. <laughs> I want to thank everyone
2: who let me make it this far. <laughs> she started OnlyFans, and then shut it down before the first video was up. <laughs> oh, man. She, <laughs> she <laughs> Oh, I popped myself with this one. She started a character in Skyrim and Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon didn't even show up yet.
1: She started a podcast after she left her last company and I listened to the first episode, right? And she was like, hi, I'm Kylie Ray. Shut it <laughs> <you> down. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. She wasn't good again. Holy that was like the whole thing. Oh Short episode. Holy shit. <laughs> I was sitting there in my folder, like, why the fuck is this three KB? <laughs> Yo, I feel like that broke
2: me all. Man. That fucking thing you told me about earlier this week. What thing? What the fuck? The fucking Wrestling Observer guys. Oh,
1: oh yeah, that was nuts. That was that was nuts. <laughs> oh, I got, I got to. <laughs> oh my god, that was incredible. No more Kylie for now. There's, there's too much. There's too much other stuff going on here. we to go into Kylie? Oh, um, who was it in the chat? It was. Uh, he's not in the chat now. You take your time. To remember that name, because holy
2: shit, I gotta recover. Oh, oh uh,
1: my god. Oh no, he isn't a chat. This is my screen scroll- Fuck yeah, sparring Jesus, because you're, you're you're still there, right? wonder if he's there, because we talked about the games and stuff. We're going to segue off of wrestling for a quick minute. if assuming he's still around. Yeah, I see him. He's still there. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to play the trailer to the, uh, the D&D game. We're going to be setting up a group to play the new D&D game that's coming out on Xbox. Also free on Game Pass, by the way. So if you're on there on the other systems, get your $60 ready. But if you have Game Pass, you're going to be able to just play it. So uh you asked what it was. I'm going to show it to you real quick. I think it looks pretty cool. Put the trailer on here. We call
3: them beholders, Wraiths. giants. They call us snacks.
1: Actually, so when full those screen. Bastards this
3: come to claim your world. Send their ass to hell. To
1: hell. Yeah, this looks really cool, man. I love how the movements and everything looks. Nice animation. Looks like a solid collision detection here. And, of course, choosing Ozzy Osbourne to be the guy who introduces your game definitely works. But, yeah, this looks really badass. Yeah, look at how crazy that is. i'm not going to let trailers get me I, mean, I know we're going into e3 this week and there's going to be some announcements and i don't know if it's e3 or another xbox has some announcements but this definitely is one of the more interesting titles that i've seen drop recently oh so yeah there you guys go That's just a quick glam at done dungeons and dragons dark alliance as you can see up there yeah yeah so we're gonna put a group together for that we were playing we're playing outriders and you know what man i don't want to go too much into games maybe we'll do a special on that at some point but outriders was a nightmare uh the the disconnects i feel like freaking uh cyberpunk got off with too much like like they were too hard on cyberpunk whereas outriders they got off easy because I had the worst experience with outriders oh
2: yeah cyberpunk, yeah, cyberpunk messed got up way too hard of a rap.
1: Yeah, like Cyberpunk messed up, and this is coming from someone who one of my save files I had to load back like eight, nine hours because of a mistake that happened. They broke the save file, and I still had a worse experience with Outriders, by far. And it's a game similar to Dark Alliance, it's like a co-op three-player co-op Destiny style, loot and shoot. Claims to not be a games by service, but it really, in a lot of ways, was. That, that was a right? shitty when you experience. Said
2: Destiny, please, I was like,
1: oh. So I'm definitely looking for a replacement for that. A lot of these games uh just lately have been really garbage we've been streaming good stuff though we have to go back and finish it takes two which way i think towards the end our next stream should be our last one we finished both the miyagi Do and the cobra kai campaigns on uh, cobra kai if you guys want to check out uh, the the videos are in the links below for anyone who doesn't know that's how the cobra kai game works you uh you play through it twice first you do uh well you could do whichever one you want i, I went through with the cobra kai uh first with johnny It gives you johnny and uh who else was in it johnny miguel tori hawk uh and then you after you finish it you go through with uh miyagi though which you get daniel larusso of course the original karate kid you get his daughter uh who the fuck else was and you get robbie who's actually johnny's son from cobra kai and i forget who the fourth guy was in that oh and dimitri because dimitri eventually goes there but yeah we played through both of those campaigns and those were really solid if you like those and you like that story uh try those but yeah, we're gonna de- definitely going to put together, message us or contact us on Twitter, anyone interested in like the multiplayer, because we're going to start doing that Dark Alliance for sure. I just figured I'd do that as a segue for you guys. More fun stuff, though, because uh, as you guys know, we spoke on here about Nick Gage, right? Seb had to remind me who that was the other day, because I forgot entirely. But uh, as you guys know, John Moxley has a feud going on with Mick- Nick Gage, right? That is correct. He's shown up at multiple events. And right. right. Well, there was a recent event. I'm not going to spoil this. I'll let you guys see what happens here, but there was another GCW event that Nick Gage was at. It was called Zombie Walk, and there was an interesting guest that showed up, and this person was hooded. so uh, But after their mannerisms, it sort of led the fans to believe who it was, right? Do you know about this? Yep, I see it. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That boy, the girl is the ghost of Christmas. Foxy. That's one of my favorite. so, anyone who's listened to this, the podcast version, is he comes out, he's hooded, and he starts doing the Moxley mannerisms. He even goes as far as to hit the Death Rider, aka paradise Shift, and a Zach fucking Rider. <laughs> <laughs> they were going bananas, they went banana. That was great. Look at them, they slowly realize it. That's why I love when things like that. Oh, you guys saw what I matter?
2: That's
1: thing. Look at them, they're all really pissed. I love indie people because they get more angry, you know? Ah, oh, yeah, you hate everything now, right? This whole thing is sour grapes. Especially the death, especially the death,
2: the death matron. Oh, Nikki. Oh.
1: We could drop out of the yeah. end at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <Wait
2: a minute. laughs> Do that shit after we get the fucking air. You kidding me? Fuck you. Fuck you.
0: Fuck you. And fuck
2: you. <laughs> Yo, that could be the drop for the next time we have to talk about Kylie Ray because we know we're gonna have to again. Be like, fuck you. Oh my god. Everybody comes to her aid when she no shows was another NWA. Holy shit. Oh my god he got every last fucking one of them like that man worked the
1: shit out of them, and it was glorious fuck you rider indeed there that gcw that's game changer wrestling right i believe so yeah okay because there was also a report that came in uh the times leader said that uh there was a lawsuit filed june 4th against them gcw independent wrestling IWTV is suing Game Changer Wrestling for $500,000 over breaching their contract. It's alleged in the lawsuit that GCW breached a contract that they held with IWTV in March 2019. IWTV claims that they hold exclusive rights to GCW pay-per-view events. IWTV alleges in the lawsuit that Game Changer Wrestling breached their agreement by streaming pay-per-views through another platform in December 2020. Then they continued to do so another 36 times between December 5th and May 15th. They're seeking damages in excess of 500000 for breaching the contract. So, they did these through Fight TV. Damn. Ooh, that sucks for them. $500,000. A
2: lot of, nice little chunk of change. Yeah. Ain't that nah, a bitch it, fucking it. Matt Cardona trolled y'all and y'all fucked up a guy suit. Ain't that a bitch?
1: Maybe there's a reason why they changed platforms. We'd have to hear the details of this lawsuit. So I don't want to judge them on that. Yeah, that's true. I just thought it was interesting that the same company that, that uh, John Moxley's doppelganger showed up in <laughs> was getting why this nasty lawsuit.
0: She
1: <laughs> you said your body's fake and your head's fake, too. Oh, God. Oh, Quest Tom Thompson, I just got my Facebook chat up. He said I'll give her less than a month in regards to Kylie Ray. <laughs> I'll give her less than a month. You give her more
2: time than me, sir.
1: Maybe that's why she went there. I said, like, how often does that thing come on? Maybe it only comes on every month. She could have multiple breakdowns between tapings. If she pace <laughs> if, if right. she pace herself, she could time her breakdowns.
2: Her breakdowns could yes, yes. Like, okay, it's gotta get through this TP taping. Alright guys, see you for the next taping. All right, breakdown. She played a freaking drop of the DX music. Break it down.
1: Okay, let's grab some other stories before we go to people getting fired. Kind, of that's what everybody's waiting for, for us to give the new list of fireys and what we think about that. Of course, that's coming. But first, let's talk about other news, like Jessie Kamiya. Yep. So what did she do here? Because she's apologizing for something. She apologized on Twitter because she was wearing a T-shirt and a tweet, and the T-shirt said, End racism, make make mixed babies. And then fans didn't like that. So then she tweeted, hey, everyone, I just wanted to apologize about the T-shirt post I recently took down. I didn't realize it would offend so many people and affect so many in such a negative way. My intention with the post was to support a friend and also support the message of ending racism. I'm a mixed baby and I'm very proud of all my heritages. So the shirt looked cool to me. I'm shocked and, and enlightened by all of your responses. Thank you. I hope you all have a nice day. Right, because uh, it's OK for Cody to talk about his mixed babies only. It's only okay to talk about your mixed babies when you're being racist towards British people. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we we'll cross a fucking line here. Apparently, because oh my yeah, god! Right. It's so she's so horrible. She's so horrible, man. I hope I hope Kylie Ray. I hope Kylie Ray doesn't see that. It might send her back into her fucking <laughs> into her groundhog <laughs> hole. <laughs> I love she's gonna be the Metro for the episode. Fucking right. <laughs> did Kylie Ray come out from her groundhog hole? If she did, it <laughs>
2: If Kylie Ray saw her shadow.
1: What if <laughs> what Kylie Ray would have seen that fucking shirt, you insensitive cunt? How would she have handled it? How would she have coped? What if Kylie Ray would have seen that?
2: The next thing you know somebody's
1: like, wait a minute, but was not this about Jessica? But Kylie Ray! You know what we need to do? You know, tonight, not to jump into Rob, but you know the way Alexa Bliss was covering Lily's ears? We need to somehow Photoshop her covering fucking Kylie Ray's ears. Just for, <laughs> yes, just her <laughs> we don't want Kylie Rae Ray to hear. Like <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So she's not allowed to talk about mixed babies now. You know how fucking offensive that should be? There are mixed people in this world. She said end racism. Like, how is that offensive? She's she's inciting. End racism, make mixed babies. What the fuck's the matter with her? I hate people, man. That's why I'm glad I am a llama. I wish there was another fucking pandemic for them. I wish they would have to all go back into their fucking houses and starve. (laughs) <laughs> Cry babies. we're gonna go and buy all the food from the grocery stores fuck them yeah when they go for the toilet paper I'll wipe my ass with them <laughs> wow <laughs> I did not see that coming from a model <laughs> I'm just sick of everybody being me. so sensitive man I'm tired of it that's why we made this platform years ago we didn't even know it was gonna get like this but I'm just fucking tired of that shit are you kidding me for, she for, made I a problem, shirt that said know. end racism make mixed babies and it pissed <laughs> people off
2: For people who don't know, I'm a very visual person. When I hear something like that, I envision it. That is a fucked up visual. (laughs) Fucking person jumping through the air.
1: (laughs) Wipe my ass with you if that's what it takes to fucking point. It's not so funny. Absolutely ridiculous how much crying people do. Unfucking believable Let
2: me say out here once, it's just amazing that some people don't just walk out of the house just bursting into tears.
1: It really is. (laughs) She had to apologize and say I feel so much more enlightened. Huh? No, they're the ones that need enlightenment. Yeah, you know, enlightenment, I heard a man the fuck up. Now watch,
2: I'm going to get, I'm gonna have heat because I said man the fuck up. Not person, man. Oh, my God. Remember when I used to be on here just bitching
1: about the wrestling? Yeah, I miss those days.
2: Now I'm like, man, as shitty as some of the other shows are, it's kind of my little escape from the bullshit now.
1: All right, I want to follow up to last week. Buff Bagwell spoke to TMZ about how he feels about everything. Let's see what the hell that is.
3: We have had people reach out to us saying they're worried about you. They're, they're, they're scared that, that Buff is in a bad way. Talk to your fans. Are, are you okay? Are you going through a tough time? Um, what would you say to your fans out there who are worried about you, Buff? Here's a catch that you need to understand. The fans that are worried and all that. Guess when they should have been worried? When? Nine and a half months ago. Do you see what I'm saying now? How important that is? They're calling me now. And let me tell you, you know how long nine and a half months is. Yeah. It is an eternity. So my point is they're calling me now like I'm in so much need of help and trouble. But really, if they cared and knew what was really truthfully going on, they would have called me nine and a half months ago. How about in just in general, though, Buff? For, forget the incident nine and a half I months ago. I am a I mean, dude, I am 245. I look absolutely incredible. I'm in the best shape of my life. I feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life. I just went to my cardiologist the other day, so I got to have one last knee surgery on my knee. That is called a manipulation. They put you under and they bend your knee because my knee, my knee only bends 83 degrees. Wow. And it's got to bend a little bit further than that to be normal. Right. So there is one more surgery I gotta go through besides the other 21 I did. But mentally so, f- f- fit besides the knee physically, I mean, you're okay. I emotionally, feel, I feel like a million dollars, bro. I'm talking about. You take it for yourself. I'm telling you, nobody takes their shirt off in public anymore. Yep. Wrestlers I don't even take their shirts off anymore. And it's because they got something to hide, brother. I've got nothing to hide.
4: Right, you're looking strong physically. Tell me,
3: something's wrong. I told my wife a long time ago, I said, if you happen to see me and I look bad on TV, I said, start worrying. I said, but guess <laughs> what? As you can see, if I'm in shape, Buff Bagwell is not hurting. So I just don't understand everybody's worry. I just think, honestly, God, brother, I really, really am thankful for them reaching out with their prayers. And 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 thank, I thank everybody for that. I'm just here to say I'm fine. Thank you for your prayers. Without the wrestling fans, there is no Buff. There is no Stone Cold. There is no Kevin Nash because yeah. the fans are wrestling. And thank you guys for caring. And Mark Bagwell's doing fine. But if you wanted to worry, you needed to worry nine months ago. And even then, I was fine. I just happened to have a really bad car wreck. A guy came up behind me, flashing his lights, and like freaking out. And I pull over. When I pull over. He says that I hit him and um, he says that I hit him and that uh, he goes and you ran. And I go, bro, I didn't, A, I didn't hit you. And if I did, sh- show me where. Right Now, little did he know, the nine and a half month thing earlier was still in play mm. and I knew. Knew that I was going to be arrested as soon as the cops showed up. I knew I was going to jail before he did. He had no idea. I said, "Bro, you just got me put in jail by just let me fix the insurance on your car. This there's no damages." Buff, how about the uh, the the open alcohol, the open container, and the given fall? No, I, that car is uh, uh, my parents' car. It's a car that I've been driving until I buy a new one. Uh, I'm in a transition state of a divorce and breaking up with my my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and so I'm driving a car from my own Buff Bagel Motorsports car. Gotcha. And but still, the insurance was two days old, which in which in the law is no different than not having it at all. Right. They don't gonna That's hear sure. it. They don't care. And I get it. That's breaking the law. Yeah. But no, that happened. But still, when's the last hit and run? you got charged with when you pulled over. I pulled over to to see what the guy wanted. If I was going to hit and run somebody, guess what, brother? I'm going to hit and I'm going to (laughs) run. That's the definition of it. Hit and run.
1: You can't argue that point.
2: Yeah. It's funny. When he first said, you know when y'all should have worried, I literally thought the next thing out of his mouth was going to be when they threw me out of the door in WWE wow that's instinctively where my mind went <laughs>
1: if he wanted he said buff is the stuff or buff on the stuff right if he really wanted me to convince he's okay then where's his hat
2: <laughs> right where's the hat puff
1: this is a deep fake i don't see any hat this is a deep fake
2: oh
0: god
1: unbelievable right
2: i love how he just left his shirt off for the rest of the interview too.
1: yeah like a promo
2: yeah fuck it like-
1: That's how you do it, man. That's the best way. All right. Got Buff out of the way because he was in the news last week. Always got to correct your stories when you get more information, no matter how boring or tedious they may be. Right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to actually leave it up to, I guess, everybody. I'm looking at my program here and I'm prepared for just about anything that's come up. What do you guys want to talk about? WWE news, NXT news, AEW, the releases, Impact News. Mayweather Logan or whatever. Pick a topic. Logan Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Uh, I mean we could easily talk about the day boxing guides. You wanna go Mayweather? No 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 uh oh no, you have an opposing view. No one wants to talk about that hug fest and that that so called fight.
2: Well, King was well, nobody wants to talk about it, but I think
1: everybody in the third cousin wants to shit on it, which that's always fun. We, could, we can get it out of the way. I'm reluctant yeah. about this. But, but as soon as we're done, I'm going to ask again what you guys want to talk. So have a loaded answer in the chat or wherever right. you guys are. Because, uh, yeah, I pretty much have all this stuff in front of me. So
2: there are some yeah, things we, I do want to talk we, about. It. I'm gonna go yeah.
1: So I'm going to give a little bit of information and then we'll both give some feedback. So first of all, there's been a lot of criticism. I did watch the fight live. There was a lot of criticism of the fact that uh Floyd Mayweather went 8 rounds against Logan Paul as opposed to putting him down as a rookie that he is. Uh Mayweather spoke to um at the post fight conference and he said when it comes to legalized bank robbery, I'm the best. Your kids can't eat legacy. They can they can eat off the currency. I believe in building generational wealth. That's what's important to me. It's all about working smarter, not harder. So that was his response to that. Henry Cahudo actually put his two cents in, right? Did you read what he said? I did not. He said, Hey, fifty-one and one, Floyd Mayweather, imagine what an Olympic gold medalist would do to a guy who lost to a YouTuber. You wouldn't make it past two rounds with me. So Cahudo feels that Floyd lost that fight. Um, X Pac, you didn't expect that to be the next person, right? Not at all. <clears throat> Gotta keep it interesting Laughing like a motherfucker At all the buyer's remorse On Twitter right now I almost bit But started watching The Brett biography instead Which was so great By the way Buyer's remorse I don't know I don't really have Buyer's remorse I mean I think I'm okay I think that my fire stick Was a great investment As a matter of fact that's Right <laughs> you know, I, I, have, <laughs> I see what you did I have buyer's embrace Motherfucker fuckers <laughs> Damn We took it back With that one Holy yeah. You sold my bit Yeah no That came from New Jack let so I forget Oh yeah that's right That was the guy who said, motherfucker, fucker, and then we just started, and and then we took it from Talk Brunch. He said it when Uh Hogan was racist. Remember, he was like, hey, Hogan, you motherfucker, fucker. I don't know if he made that mistake on the tweet, but ever since on here, we call people motherfucker, fuckers.
2: (laughs) In other words, (laughs) Kylie Ray, motherfucker, fucker.
1: I just always thought that was one of my favorite things I've ever seen somebody say, you motherfucker, fucker. (laughs) One fucker's is not a good good enough for you for, with New Jack. He 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 was loaded with fuckers. He was dual wielding.
2: Listen, New Jack shoot on people is a level of entertainment that is just terrifying at times. Yeah, you have
1: to pull yourself away from New Jack shoot if you ever get a chance. I love how that bit started and stood literally for seven years of this show. We got to go find the audio of that. But I remember I was reading his repository. He was like, "Hey Hogan, you motherfucker, fucker." And I reread. It. I was like, "Dude, did he say fucker twice?" <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a typo because your phone you know if you've ever used a phone before you know sometimes your phone will do weird shit like that and you'll be like why is that there twice or whatever and you, maybe he didn't see it, but it just worked so perfectly that it was like you motherfucker fuck up
2: <laughs> twice for you you know the bad part is with the wild shit new jack says i almost believe he meant to say motherfucker fucker
1: it's great when we add that just to the end of everything right motherfucker fucker <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember in the old talk punch when it had a bunch of soundbites everybody. I was on somebody would say fucka, motherfucker
1: fucker.
2: That was my oh, favorite part.
1: Yeah, we gotta get those. We gotta run that one day. Or at least an, an alternate version of it. But anyway, buyer's remorse. Getting back to this fight. Here's here's my thing. Let me see if there's anything any other information that I wanna share with you guys. For starters, uh they said that Mayweather had the potential to make about a hundred million from the fight including the guaranteed $10 million from the payout and 50% of all of the pay-per-view earnings. But Logan Paul's guarantee was 250000 and 10% of all of the pay-per-view earnings. So, uh, and of course, you guys know the pay-per-view was $50. Some of you might. Uh. Now, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, there was a lot of hugging and there was a lot of that. You know what? Honestly, I've seen way more hugging in other Mayweather fights than in this one. I'm pretty yeah, sure Mayweather or Pacquiao. Mayweather Pacquiao, I'm pretty sure, if I if I saw that correctly. Was it Pacquiao?
2: I think it was Pacquiao.
1: There were a few Mayweather fights. Trying to refresh my memory here. Special events yeah, where this, there was a lot of clenching. the
2: worst Care Bear we've seen. But,
1: uh, we've seen a lot of clenching in a lot of other boxing fights over the years. My memory's foggy because we haven't covered boxing as regularly as we used to, but I remember us talking more about the clenching in past fights. Maybe not even Mayweather fights. you know. But I mean, the point is that I thought this had unnecessary uh, heat for that because to be honest... Most of the time, the complaint is that a fight like this will only go around, half around. This fight went eight rounds, and there was some interesting exchanges. And uh, to me, what made the fight itself interesting was the fact that when you look at the way that it's dealt with, it almost reminds me for any anime fans, it's almost like a Naruto Neji thing, where it's like, is it better to be born with the ability, with the natural ability of physical power, versus someone who's dedicated to the the technical aspect? of being a professional at it, who would win? The physically gifted, big, strong guy that was born like with all of the right physical traits or the guy who is physically like in shape. But at the end of the day, he's a professional. He worked his entire life for this. And so it's a cool thing because when you really think about it, as much as it was taken lightly, there's a lot on the line with a fight like that. Like, let's just say Logan Paul knocks him out, right? Then that kind of puts a hole in things. It means that hard work, Floyd Mayweather, his biggest fucking thing. Doesn't work because hard work only works until a bigger guy comes and pummels you would have been the message that you would have been giving to younger generations. Your generational wealth would have been stay away from big motherfuckers when you really look at it. So I thought the fight itself, considering that Floyd Mayweather was not taking this fight seriously. I think that it, uh, he, he, he gave the kid a boxing lesson. I mean, he beat the shit out of him. What do you want? For him to put him to sleep. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So,
2: Here's my thing. At least this is how I felt about boxing for a while. It's one of the reasons that the sport doesn't thrive like it used to. Because I remember hearing not too long before the fight that they were like, Yeah, um, it's not gonna be any winners or losers, it's gonna be an exhibition and all this stuff. I heard that and I'm just like, see now I see where this is about to go. Because yeah, Logan Paul did alright. But Floyd Mayweather is supposed to be the greatest of all time. I remember maybe, God, I don't know how many years ago it was, I remember when James Tony was talking a bunch of shit um, about the UFC to Dana White, and Dana said, okay, come over, we'll get you a fight. Randy Couture made sure that motherfucker didn't last one round. And the reason being is because for all the work these guys put in, you can't have somebody who don't do this shit just walk in there and then go the distance. I think what a lot of people were so pissed off about. Because there were a lot of people. who, Let's be real. Wanted to see Logan Paul get put on his ass. And for as technical as it was. For his boxing. As much of a boxing lesson it was. Floyd should have knocked him smooth the fuck out. Because now. And where it's going to be a problem. For a lot of boxing nowadays. Because let's be real. We've kind of noticed. It seems like more people are talking about. These Paul brothers. YouTubers fighting. Than any of those fucking boxers. Like, when's the last time we ever really heard about somebody fighting that wasn't named Logan Paul or Jake Paul or freaking Ben Askren or Nate Robinson, a.k.a. guys who aren't boxers?
1: Well, here's the thing. To defend Floyd Mayweather, which I never thought I would be at this point in my life, seven years into a podcast, making him out to be the babyface. Floyd clearly wanted to put on a show, and he wanted to display professional boxing, and he promised his fans that he was going to go eight rounds. And a lot of people said that he was being lazy and not taking this fight seriously. I feel that he was being careful not to hurt that guy so that the guy's not just laid out and that his dream of fighting Floyd Mayweather doesn't end with him wondering when the fight starts while they tell him that it's already over. Now, what if I told you? You know that that line's not actually in The Matrix, even though they put that with Morpheus' face all the time. There is no what if I told you? Mandela effect. But anyway. Oh, you fucking what? Mandela effect me in this shit. It's October yet, (laughs) motherfucker. Yo, what if I told you that that at one point Floyd hit him so hard that he knocked him out and just held his body up so that nobody would know?
2: I saw it, and that was a moment where I was like, "He should have let his ass fall."
1: He hit hit him at one point. Don't need to do this shit. He hit him at one point so fucking hard that he knocked him out clean. They didn't give you the angle on Showtime. We got it here. He hit him at one point so fucking hard that he knocked him out clean. And then just held his body up like weakened that Bernie, so that the fucking fight wouldn't end. I swear to you, and I want to talk about it before I show it to you. He right. hit him and so hard that he held his unconscious cold. body. And look, I'm Logan Paul. I'm okay.
2: I wish he was bullshitting. All right,
1: look for yourself, man.
6: At
2: <laughs> 44 yo, listen to the sound too. Gone, poof.
6: Obviously, at 44
2: hey buddy, you okay? That is the epitome of why you don't do this. shit Here's the thing, yo,
1: it looks like that. <laughs> you hey, no, go ahead. It looks like that scene, was it in Thor 2 or 3, where him and Loki are trying to escape, so they do the thing? Let's play, let's do the My Brother's Hurt. My Brother's Hurt! You look, <laughs> He's in My like, Brother's it Hurt like, pose. It looked
2: like Floyd Mayweather just took a fucking escort mission a side quest. <laughs> <laughs> that shit went from a boxing fight to a fucking escort mission.
1: He hit him so hard, he had to keep him upright. And probably whisper in his ear everything that happened up to that point. He right. called it in the ring.
2: Like, <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. Like, I get he promised his fans eight rounds. But to the people who are combat sports fans and enthusiasts like myself, a YouTuber doesn't get to go eight rounds. You check his ass and make it clear. Fuck your dreams. You don't belong here.
1: I think deep down the side, he must know. I mean, he was tired. You know what I like about the way Showtime does it is at the end, they show what each corner was saying each round. And like Mayweather's corner was just so kind. Huh? Like Mayweather's talking, yeah, he's already tired. Like, oh yeah, he's already gone, man. He already looks tired. He's already. And like in the other corner, like you could do this, man. This is it. And then you see them getting less of a confident. All right. All right. Try to survive. <laughs> if you survive this eighth round, no one will be able to take that away from you.
2: Guess what, Logan? I'm taking it away from you because I watched you get knocked out and held the fuck up. He went, Poof. my brother's hurt. <laughs> hey. Yeah, of course, the other one's supposed to fight Tyrone Woodley. I'm going to tell you something right now. Tyrone, if you don't
1: knock his ass smooth the hell out, you don't get to come back to the UFC. Fuck you. Tyrone Woodley, in my house somewhere, I think, I still have a sealed box of dude wipes. if he loses if he doesn't knock out jake paul he loses
2: that sponsorship
1: no if he wins we will do a giveaway of the dude wipes
2: someone can have Dude dude
1: wipes you can have the tyron woodley dude wipes in case anybody doesn't remember the old running gaggy back when we used to cover ufc regularly and dude wipes first came out we found out about them because the word dude wipes was written on Tyron Woodley's ass. And we were like, why would you have dude wipes written on your ass? And we searched it on the show. And it turned out to be exactly what it sounds like. A sanitary wipe, not for babies, but for dudes. Friends sent Friends. it to me after that episode as a gag gift. We, have sealed. we, also, call it, we also call it the bro wows. When you do this kind of stuff, when you do a show like mine, the things that you get sent, even when we talk about it a lot on here, are strange. We have John Cena curtains.
0: <laughs>
1: we have like a little Undertaker uh Chibby We have Tyron Woodley Dude Wipes.
2: I love the moment of hesitation I heard
1: there it where it's like this one of these things is not like the other. But yeah, we'll do a giveaway. Fuck it. We'll do Tyron Woodley Dude Wipe giveaway. It's still sealed. I never even took it out of the freaking the lamination or whatever. Because like I'm not gonna use dude wipes, you know? <laughs> See, it's so bad
2: because shit like this is
1: why boxing is dead. Nobody gives a fuck about this
2: word anymore. (laughs) It baffles me that people paid money for that shit. The only thing I spent money on that day was gas money from my friend so he could go get a whole bottle of fucking fireball so I could survive that shit. And and guess what? Unlike the fight, I finished the fireball.
1: (laughs) What's weird is it used to be... That something like that, if you didn't want to pay for it, you'd have to get a shovel and really do some digging. And I remember I looked around, I was like, "Oh, this shit isn't all the usual places. They just put it where all the fake stuff goes. <laughs> they put it where all they put it where all the scripted fighting is, you know." So, oh, God. very easy access to it. But you know what's so funny this is something I thought about. Did you notice
2: one of the things when they were going through like, what was it like, fighter advantages and shit?
1: Did you notice one of the things they brought up about Mayweather? What was that? The fucking match with Big Show. I did notice. They brought up the other guy, that Asian guy who he pounded that cried after the fight. But the first fight they brought up was the work fight with Big Show. Right when I saw that, I took a shot. And I was like, yep, here we go. Yo, what, what is our world coming to, right? All of those worlds collided. And it's, it kind of I kind of feel ripped off here. Because when you really look at it, 2014, we were the ones who first people. And I don't try to pat myself on the back too much. But we were really the only people at that time that would do shit like that. Like we'd come on here and talk about the Mayweather fight and talk about something in MMA and incorporate the two things into our business, and I was like, this whole shit is streamlined, right? Like I always give, I always gave CM Punk the fact that hey, at least he came
2: from combat sports, not running around in the fucking suicide forest. Mm. It's kind of funny when um Henry Cejudo makes that tweet about him now being what fifty one and one. He's kind of got a point because I am sorry if you don't finish a YouTuber, you might as well have lost. You really feel that way even after seeing him take that KO blow? you know, if it wasn't for the fact that, see, once once Mayweather held him up, I was just like, mm, you could have just let him fall. Man. See, I'd have let him fall. <laughs> I, because then that makes it look better for me, because it's like, well, I promised y'all eight fights, but he couldn't, eight, eight rounds, but
1: he couldn't even live up to it. Maybe they're cool with each other. And he had a silent agreement. He was like, don't worry, man. I'll, I'll take care of you out there. And then when he hit him and he went there, I was like, oh, shit.
3: You all right? You all right?
1: Oh, man, I'm sorry. You and know, it's going to happen.
2: both. When he I mean, how, many, to it?
1: how, how many times it? have we seen that kind of shit happen in wrestling you know that that's what happened because you see it right after he did it he tried to correct it like fuck
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I just that's how that's how different that the skill levels are that that, that that that's why people said oh he wasn't taking this fight easily no he was being careful because at any moment he could have accidentally <laughs> 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 it oh, even boy, happened that's so probably I why he so toned boy. it down a little after that you know that's probably why he was like i gotta chill out a little like i gotta hold back that goes to show the difference between the level of professional fucking fighter and, like, just some YouTuber, really. To me, it, it it indicates it more that you're bigger than him. That makes a bigger point to me, honestly, that this guy's way bigger than you, and you're dancing around him and shit, and you're taking his punches, you're blocking, you're countering, you light him up, you carry his body across the ring. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is way better than if this would have been fast. Like, he gave him a boxing lesson, knocked him out in the middle, woke him up again, and then continued to teach him. Like, to me, I I, I saw, it was devastating, man. Even the commentators, like, the whole time everybody was just joking and making fun of him and shit. Like, this was like a parade. This guy was literally, he toyed with him to the very end. The only thing that he could have done to make him look more like a bitch at that point would have been to step on his Android friend's head. That's how much he was kicking his ass.
2: <laughs> you know, like. There's no power up after that shit.
1: Like he, he really he really whipped his ass, man. You can hear the blows. It's really bad when when you're that big. So to me, as that's what excited me. It was more the science of oh, can a guy who's just big go up against a guy who's just trained? No, especially when he's the best boxer in the world. No, he cannot. He might accidentally he might accidentally knock you out if he if he keeps boxing. I I,
2: I watched Bob Sapp fight in Pride. Size don't mean shit to a certain point. Maybe that's who all the Paul Brothers can fight next. Maybe they could. Like Bob's app. Like give Bob
1: a win for once. What Mayweather was doing in that fight brought me back to like decades ago. More than two decades ago. That's like the equivocal. That that's how it must feel. Like now Mayweather knows what it feels like when you're trying to catch a rare Pokemon. <laughs> You know, it's like you're trying not to hit it so hard that you KO him. You Ooh, want his yeah. life, you want his life low enough to get that Pokeball and like, fuck!
2: He just, oh, it's just so Ooh, close. <laughs> he had five HP, almost killed him. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I used to have fucking like, Pokemon Ruby for the Game Boy Advance. When I tell you I had a Pokemon that was so fucking strong, I used to one-shot
1: gym leaders. When I needed to catch shit, that fucker went back to the goddamn Pokemon Center. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, that's how you catch them in Pokemon. You gotta, when you meet them in battle, you gotta get their HP down to almost nothing, but not dead, then throw a Pokeball out on your item. So, that's
2: what you it looked like. That, rage,
1: so that one you've been searching for forever, and you fuck around it. What happened to him What happened to him Has happened to me In those games man Have you ever been Like the Oh shit man I've been out here for hours And there it is I wanted that one And then you hit it You're like Oh I got his energy Down to 50% I got his energy Down to 25% With one hit That means I can hit him A couple more times Boom critical You bitch You bitch (laughs) of all the time for you to critical the guy was trying to get that's what happened he had a, he accidentally mayweather went for a critical what
0: always happens.
1: Mayweather, went, mayweather, fuck i didn't mean to hit a critical there i was trying to pokeball him <laughs> mayweather hit him i just, I just hit mayweather hit him it's right great. i dealt with as a child I have
2: mayweather hit great. him like this and he heard i had a fucking little little, little light you plug into the top of your fucking game boy so you could see at night that fucker did not survive i think like the third time i did it i spiked it against the fucking wall because i was so pissed <laughs> off because i was like i've been looking for this goddamn abra for four months and here the fucker was and i crinkled him at the we
1: we need to get you know the way they do wrestling they'll redo wrestling matches with pokemon drops we need to do that with that mayweather fight man
2: so what you're telling me is, is when he hits him and he knocks him out, you get the shit from the fucking Pokemon Stadium games when you hit fucking Horn Drill and you actually hit the bitch in the one in ten chance it has, and the fucking announcer grand slam. <laughs> hey, right now, you know, that was a perfect, that was a polar opposite. When that fucking move hit, you were hyped because you do it was a one hit kill. It was an insta kill. You didn't survive that fucking move. Oh, too like, real, of the ball, man, you right. All your points trying to hit that move, you hit it one time and you knew it was a wrap.
1: That's so funny dude but yeah I don't I enjoyed that this just because than I it to be but. I enjoyed that just because he was punching him around you know there was one round where when they broke he didn't even go to sit down in his corner he was so disoriented from the whipping that he took that the bell rang mayweather went to his corner and Paul just stood standing there go back and look he just stood there like he didn't sit in his corner none he was just standing around waiting like for his mother to pick him up or something. The weirdest shit I've ever seen. I remember thinking, what an idiot to, to not go to his corner and sit down between rounds. Like, are you nuts, bro? You're fighting Floyd Mayweather and you stood standing there for the whole fucking corner. He looked like Rousey after I made the new Nunes knocked around. I think that's what it was. I think he was out on his feet. Because what other explanation would you have to somebody just standing there between rounds like that? I've never seen that shit before. It didn't look like he was doing anything. It looked like he literally was just standing there. It was, it was strange, you know? He was gone, man. He might have some deep thinking to do. That shit might have CM Punked him. Remember the way CM Punk that second fight made him not have a third? I oh. think that any fighter, you know, if you're, if you're cut off for this, when you make it back to your corner, you know what I mean? I think that anyone, like if you don't make it back to your corner, you didn't get a real sense of, of dread yet. Like that first CM Punk fight, it was like the first round, right? Yeah. He was gone by the first round. Yeah, and that second one, he had to keep going back to his corner, and it looked like when you play one of the games, like, each time I showed the corner, he was, like, more and more fucked up than the last time, and they were like, all right, Punk, you're gonna do this, and it was like, you see him suffering, man, his eyes were all fucked up and swollen, and he was breathing, he was blowing up.
2: It, it, it was like fucking fight night round three
1: when you had to be in your own fucking corner, man, and it's like, holy shit, I'm not gonna be able to do anywhere near as much as I want to. Every time I saw Punk on stream I felt like it was punch-out, and I had to hit the select button, like, oh, shit, did I use my power-up yet? Because it looks like you need it. Come on, Doc, rub your shoulders. <laughs> That's bad, you know. So it's like this guy had to keep going back to his corner to the point he was out on his feet. Really think about that. Got to give credit to that man. Anyway, that being said, it's time, guys. What do you want to do next? You get WWE news, NXT news, AEW news, Impact news, the releases. Sorry, don't forget, man. we let's get the Impact news out of the way. And don't forget, we got a a poll later on. We're going to be voting on the NXT Takeover 2021 in your house. So that poll's already set and ready to roll. So let's do the impact news. Slammiversary sold out their tickets in 20 minutes. They're coming back July 17th. They did have limited seats, but uh they sold out literally in 20 minutes. Oh actual crowds coming back. Coming up in the Mm-hmm. I don't have to hear I don't have to hear crowd noise with no fucking crowd. And for anybody that's curious about that card so am i no i'm kidding we have the we have the card here in front of us let's see what the hell we got here uh violent by design is going to defend the impact wrestling tag teams against the decay w morrisy AK big Cass will take on rich swan uh there's going to be an x division title number one contender match yeah so we got kenny omega taking on moose for the world title we already knew about that diana Perazzo against rosemary Fire and flavor against Kimberly and Susan for the knockout tag titles. These are all for titles, yeah, huh? The
2: title's off of them.
1: Because because the Impact World titles are Megan Moose, the Knockout titles Diana Perazzo and Rosemary. The Impact Tag Team titles are violent by design and decay. The knockout tag titles are fire and flavors, Kimberly and Susan. The only um I guess singles matches will be Satoshi Kojima against Joe Doring and Petey Williams against Ace Austin, against Trey Miguel, against against Chris Bay, against Rahit Raju there's the number one contender X-Division match. I feel like every time we watch the X-Division, there's always a match with like six people for the number one contender spot, never for the title. Damn near the whole X-Division. Steve Cutler is going to be making his Impact Wrestling debut. Who was that again?
2: That was uh, one of the guys in the Forgotten Sons. Who were they again?
1: No, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. You stupid. Okay, I still don't remember which one. I'm sure we'll see here, I guess, because there's a video. He was the one that
2: wasn't Murphy's tag partner
1: gotcha okay this is steve macklin is what his new name will be
3: there's a chill a free song in the air take your chance
1: the Don't fuck is this it
2: so near. Grab it, now's
1: the i want that in my ear what is happening here why would this be the music that they choose to give this guy He's drinking Jameson, putting his foot up on the desk here. I hate having to narrate this nonsense for the podcast version, but sure. What is it that he's doing, aside from drinking fucking... I don't, is he, what is he trying to do, cosplay or freaking Fallout? Yet? What the fuck? Now that's weird. Okay. What do you mean, okay? No, it is not. Don't be lying. <laughs> There's nothing look, okay. Well, that was fucking weird. I'm cut, look. I, I I I don't have the I don't have the heart to tell George. Okay. Yeah, I dropped the that link twice. That. Sorry about that, but yeah, Steve Cutler. So there you have. I don't know what his gimmick is. Right. I've never been so
2: confused by somebody's gimmick at promo.
1: Yeah. Well, that's most of the impact news, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're doing good. No news is good news, or so little news is good news, right?
2: Right. Don't All right. Shout well, out this week. So I mean.
1: Hmm. I think next we're gonna go into uh, NXT news. Why not? Right? Like Woo! that. Actually, no. You know, let's do. Let's keep the NXT and AEW news unless somebody calls. So let's keep it with the weeklies. As a matter of fact, I think that would be a smarter thing to do here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We can do that.
1: All right. So, uh, what do we have in the realm of WWE? You'd Apparently. Have- well, no, no, no. The releases are separate from that. But but we have Keith Lee, Keith Lee, who released yet another statement. So let's get him up on the screen and let's check out this statement here. He said, I wanted to do something educational, but also inspiring to tell you guys about everything since late January. Seems that's off the table for now. So with that, I will find another way to tell you guys about everything. It might simply be a video of me chatting with you. We'll see. What is he talking about? I have no clue.
2: The only thing limitless lately because of WWE's been the front, statements like what? And we're hearing Put that he's med- not
1: medically cleared. That's the first thing. Leaving it obscure like this is going to make somebody like me, who's pessimistic and has been doing this kind of stuff for probably far too many years, immediately going to jump to some sort of a blood condition. Whether it be hep or something, you know, like what happened with a freaking Desmond Wolf, Nigel McGuinness. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, again, if I had to speculate, because we know it's that he wasn't medically cleared. And then all of a sudden, you had Mia Yim with that tweet that we reported on him. Where she was like, you know, our medical business is our business and nobody else's and stuff. And it's like, what are you being? What? It's not them who's being private. It's him who's being private. And whatever it is that's wrong with him is something he wanted to present in an angle in which they rejected. So I'm just saying, I can't think of many things. I don't want it to be that. But I'm just saying, if it's not that he's medically cleared, what the fuck is it? Yeah, it does. I, I, God, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. This is weird. Like, cause he's been gone for a while. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to speculate too much, but again, to me that there's something strange going on here, separate from all the other shit that we're seeing. You know? So hopefully we get more information. I'm pretty sure by next week we'll have the story and have to follow it up.
0: Yeah. Hopefully
1: we get some
2: kind of information soon.
1: Cause Jesus Christ. Uh, Basically, now WWE is requiring superstars to go in for additional training at the Performance Center before they go on the road. This is from Vince McMahon himself. He wants them to be ready for a return to live touring. And uh, the people who live outside of Orlando aren't happy about it because it interrupts their home life, their routines with their families. And many can train on their own and do their own conditioning. And also, some of the top talent doesn't have to go to the training. It's more optional, quote-unquote, for them. But yeah, Vince wants them to do this training. That's one of the big changes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ruby. Why, right, because Ruby's bocce? Oh, That's messed God. up. Uh, other changes within WWE. Let's have a look here. Nick Khan has been promoted to the board of directors. It's such a great honor.
2: Oh snap.
1: Yeah, they basically said, uh, Nick Khan, Steve Coonan, and Connor Shell have been added to the company's board of directors. And, uh, Vince released a statement saying the addition of Steve, Connor, and Nick provides WWE and his board with some of his most accomplished ex- executives in media. With such proven track records across the industry, we look forward to their insight and contributions as members of the board. Coonan is the chief executive officer of NBC's Atlanta Hawks and State Farm Arena. And he was also the president of Turner Entertainment Network's um which oversaw TBS, TNT, True TV, and TCM. And Shell is the founder and executive officer for Churning Entertainment, and he's also the award-winning producer um, of certain film and television. So that is their team added to the board of directors. So They got big people in here, huh? We're also hearing, in regards to certain other hirings, one of the people that they hired um, with Jamie Horowitz, which I believe we reported on here as the executive vice president of developmental and digital. I brought that up, I believe two weeks ago, actually. And apparently when this happened, this upset certain women that are on the WWE roster because, uh, back in 2017, he was fired by Fox sports because there were allegations of sexual harassment in the workplace that had come out. And, uh, they basically said there was a report from the LA Times about his firing from Fox Sports and they said that several women complained about this which included quote unquote prominent on-air personalities and show producers so this is a case where i mean at that point there is a lot, a level of proof there and uh yeah more level than we usually see. and then eric shanks the fox president the fox sports president wrote a memo saying Everyone at Fox Sports, no matter what role we play or what business function or show we contribute to, contribute to, should act with respect and adhere to professional conduct at all times. These values are non-negotiable. And then Daniel Petroselli, um said, "Mr. Horowitz's termination was fully warranted, and his lawyer's accusations are ill-informed and misguided." So this guy's been in some sort of sexual harassment case before this. Oh boy, that would make sense to
2: me as why. Well so many different women would be upset it's like if he's been in trouble for this before why hire him
1: yeah it's not exactly, it it not, not exactly the best look especially when you have people that like velveteen dream who went through a situation for something and was released without there being as much proof and not saying that's the reason they released him We here's all the reasons but they left him in a bad spot where they could have been more if they if the allegations weren't accurate they should have allowed, which I'm pretty sure that came from WWE Velveteen Dream not speaking up until after he was released. They should have allowed him to speak up if the allegations were false rather than cutting him off. And now he has to defend himself without the backing of the right. company that knew he was innocent. I think that's shitty. And then in the meantime, you go and you hire somebody who Fox Sports, a very reputable company released someone who you actually have ties with. And that's another thing that I find very telling. You hired this guy to be in your fucking on, on your team when you're. And basically, you're part of Fox with SmackDown. But so I thought that was a little bit questionable.
2: Yeah. Some of the things they do, I don't feel like they think... In fact, most of the things they do, I don't think they think them
1: all the fucking way through. No, no, my friend. They certainly don't. And uh, as you guys know, Alexander Wolf was recently released. And he spoke to Wrestling Inc. And they had a big, detailed, long thing. I'm going to link you guys to the whole thing. But one of the things that I found interesting was Alexander Wolf talked about the Velveteen Dream situation. Since obviously he was an NXT, team, he knew the guy, and I'm gonna let you guys hear what he had to say, so we can talk about this afterwards. This is, I think, is very important.
7: And with Velvet Team, um, he's he he was always a great character. I I I did not have a personal relationship with him, but I talked with him together, I wrestled with him together, and he was always like varying his character, even like in the way of like, hey, fans want to get autographs, but he sticked on that heel persona that he was like, no, thank you. And just walked away like he's right now on stage, but also with that, um, this publicity is totally shit. And if 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 he if he really did that, you have to prove it. You cannot be just a guy on the internet. And there's a lot of people who accuse somebody just for the sake of getting famous. You have to go to the police if that's something, and you have the screenshots of the conversation. You have to go to the police. You have to make. Uh, you have to go to a lawyer. You have to go in front of court, and there is a judge, a jury. Otherwise, you cannot take it serious. So, in my opinion, it's always like that. Speak about speaking out movement, which was the first time that was mentioned. You had a lot of people who got fired, but you also had a lot of people who got accused, but not got fired because behind that there is always an investigation. Right. Right. So when I tell you right right away, you cannot do your podcast anymore b- b- because you're a thief. I have to prove it. Right. 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 So and if I cannot prove it with a court hearing, you know, and and a jury which says you're guilty or not, and I'm I feel sorry for the guy because if that really happens, it's horrible. Right. And if 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 it's true what has happened, of course you should be get punished for that. But again, like, if if, if I would uh, would be that guy, I would go to the police. Yeah. That's the point. Because in, uh, even, like, on WWE side, in the end, there's... You cannot tell WWE what to do and whatnot. If so, like, probably 50% of the roster would be gone because they there's a character they don't like or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and especially because David uh, 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 Tree is so good in his character to piss people off. You know what I mean? That a lot of people would say, ah, oh, F that guy. You know what I mean? And that's that's the whole thing. Like when you say, okay, you got to to the trial of the internet, okay, who's there? Guys with no profile picture who text you, whatever, you know, it who it cuss at you, try to get you off or reply to them. That's the internet. The internet is full of, 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 of guys who try to hurt you. And that's, you know, when, when you're famous, when you're an actor. And you do want something stupid, even if it's I don't know, you you misspell a word. They are behind you. They try to mock you. They try to bring you down. Internet is not good for for. Oh, it's good to to become like a mental health patient in the clinic. You know, <laughs> and, and just and I just have the rant about the internet right now because I hate internet. I hate social media. Social media is probably. A curse and also uh, um, like um, a, a good thing. What could happen to uh, the human race? Because you can promote stuff for free. Especially me, speaking as a professional wrestler now, a free agent. I need to use that to make commercial to you know get the word around. But in the end, it's it's a place for everybody. You know, I can open a second account and trash everything what I don't like. You know, so I can hide behind social media. I could I can do something good. But I can do the opposite of it. I can do, you know, I can just spread everything what I want to say, which comes up in, in, in a time where, I don't know, I'm, I'm drunk, so I have a rant about something, you know. So, internet, you know, it's, it's, especially social media, is, I think, a reason why uh, people are dividing more and more and more.
1: Look at that
2: well said Axe man well said.
1: yeah all it takes is not being WWE and then you start hearing real things like that you know and uh just to break down some of what he said
2: which by the way know, very well spoken person i actually do, you actually really have to listen for his accent to hear him talk
1: yeah um i just wanted to bring up the transcript here i just wanted to go over some of the stuff that he basically said just, yeah, he said there's a lot of people. We talked about something he says. You can't you can't just be a guy on the Internet. And there's a lot of people who just accuse somebody for the sake of getting famous. You have to go to the police. That's what we were saying that me too shit and speaking out and all that. You go to the police. If that's something and you have the screenshots of the conversation, you have to go to the police. You, you have to go to a lawyer. You have to go to the court and there's a judge and a jury. Otherwise, you cannot take it seriously. He's right. He's right when he said that. He said, you speak about the speaking out movement, which was the first time that was mentioned. You have a lot of people who got fired, but you also had a lot of people who got accused but didn't get fired because it's always an investigation. If I tell you right away you can't do your podcast anymore because you're a thief, I have to prove it, right? And he's right when he says that. This, this has been like trial by by fire. It's fucking crazy. And then he says, I feel sorry for the guy because if it really happened, it's horrible. And if it's true what happened, of course, he should get punished for that. But again, they should go to the police. Even even like um, WWT and you can't tell WWE what to do. You know, he said, otherwise 50% of the roster will be gone because there's a character they didn't like, which is true. It's like everyone's controlling this kind of shit. And he said, that's the internet. It's full of people who try to hurt you. And, uh, the one thing that he said that I really, really like, uh, He said, I hate all the social media. Social media is probably a curse and also a good thing because you can promote stuff for free, especially when speaking as a professional wrestler. I'm a free agent. I need to use that to make commercial to get the word around. But in the end, it's a place for everybody. I can open a second account and trash everything I've done right. And I think that's the problem that he mentioned, that it's a place for everyone. And there are so many people on here that don't have an agenda. And as much as it sounds messed up, you should. What the fuck are they doing on there? I ask myself that all the time i'm past the point of of like ignoring that kind of stuff but what the fuck are people doing on they're not not pushing out or promoting any content you know what i mean yeah just on there all the time they have opinions on stuff just like i have opinions on stuff but i don't just have opinions on stuff i'm also pushing out my own content like what the fuck are they doing on they living on i'm not talking people who are casually just dabbling but the people that are on there every day that don't even promote their own content we have people that tweet that we we do we release more content than people who tweet daily you know what i mean don't you ever wonder what pump the pump fuck they're doing on dribble. there? Like all those years ago when we had a bunch of pumpkins on here, what the fuck were they doing on there? What were the Jordans and Biancas of the world doing on there? They don't have a fucking thing to promote. They don't have a single fucking thing going on. But they're on there judging all of that. And then you take those people and you multiply them by a thousand. And that's social media. And then all of a sudden you get people fired without there being a proper fucking investigation because of these fucking pumpkins. And I think I feel the same way he does about social media. It's a blessing and a curse because when you're trying to push content and get things over and entertain people, for entertainers of any kind, whether you're an artist, a blogger, a podcaster, whatever it is that your your thing is, I'm a firm believer in free will, but I like people who are productive. If you hone your craft, whether it makes you a dollar or a penny, you know, just being productive is a big thing that I think social media pushes, which is the part that I enjoy about it. But then you get the people on here that are just basically absorbing everybody else's shit, these spongy pumpkins. And that's what really makes me fucking sick, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, I hate to have gotten that personal about it, but at the same time, I don't. It bothers me that people use this platform and they don't know what it's like to have to, to be on here as someone who's trying to push out content or promote things or do whatever versus just some fucking motherfucker. Fuck. <laughs> you know, some. <laughs> he, added, he added the second fucker. Yes. <laughs>
2: I was waiting for you to do it, and I was like, nope, take it too long. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> you know, a lot of these people, a lot of this stuff, whether you're a podcaster or a streamer or a wrestler or a blogger, a lot of this stuff stems from jealousy. The people on social media complain because they don't have anything else complaining is all they got they don't have a talk brunch or a freaking square enix or a wwe or a blog or something they just on there to just look at everybody else's shit and judge everybody else's shit they're like the fat people in wall e you ever seen wall e i haven't but i saw fat people in there and they remind me of some of the people that we've had to expel from this fucking community because of their attitudes just sitting around just taking in shit. That's what social media's really become. How come people don't try to do something productive? You know how many people that we've known that we, some left in our good graces, some in our bad graces, many saying that they were going to go on to do other things that didn't do shit, but go back to Twitter and complain and point fingers throughout this whole thing. Point fingers at who was wearing a mask and who wasn't, who got vaccinated, who didn't, who, 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 who was guilty, who's a me too, who's a speaking out, all that other shit you know and this guy i'm glad man as much as it sucks because yeah we're going to talk about the releases probably next and it sucks to see people lose their jobs It's a blessing when a guy like this leaves there and now he can talk without having to hear them go, hey, because that's what a real person that's not muzzled by a company would fucking say. He'd be like, you should go to the police and go to the courts and there's judges and it's messed up. And I feel bad for this guy that this happened. And I feel bad for this guy. And you know what? That's one of the reasons I'm on here so hot today. It's kind of pissing me off that nobody else is feeling bad for those guys. I don't give a fuck what people say. You're feeling bad for Kylie Ray who's shitting on people. I do feel bad that people like Velveteen Dream that we've watched since Tough Enough. We don't have any fucking proof that he's done anything wrong. And the guy's career was affected by a lot of his shit. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad that this guy spoke up and I'm glad it's a blessing that it was someone well-spoken. Oh, yeah. Now, watch, guarantee, because of the way social media is,
2: here's where the curse comes in. Watch all of a sudden he starts getting heat for basically saying that he was he felt bad for Velveteen Dream. So what? Because that, because that's what social media does. The second you acknowledge another person as a human being and disagree with their little marky fucking cult-like opinions, all of a sudden there's a problem. It's just like, which is stupid because
1: even though he clarified the fact that if this actually happened, then he should pay for it, but there should be fair trial.
2: See, fair trial involves effort, which most of the people who just sit on Twitter all damn day don't understand the concept of.
1: I've quoted this on here too many times. Okay, and I'm really getting annoyed with doing it because everybody wants to talk about the fucking Fifth Amendment and, you know, the right to, you know, remain silent, all that other shit. You know what? At the end of the day, um, no one talks about the Sixth Amendment in 1791, where in all criminal prosecution, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime has been committed, which district and state. You know what? I'm not even going to... That's the that's the important part. That's just the important part of it. I'm not going to go into the whole fucking thing and lose viewers on here. But the point being that this guy and any guy who got accused has the fucking right to a trial, a speedy one. And if he hasn't been accused, then the, the internet damn sure not the place to do it. What a joke this is, you know? Fucking upsetting like it's uh. and you're right he might get he because he's saying that they should go to fucking court any other world that we live in any other year and you tell somebody that they have an accusation you'd be like go to court everyone would nod in agreement but now somehow it's like what do you mean go to court you're supporting him no we're saying go to court you know court prove it you dumb fuck if any of us did anything wrong or had any grievances or trouble right now, if any of us did anything or had any grievances or trouble right now, no matter how big or small or minor, there would be an inevitability factor of us going to fucking court. Yet here, it's like, like a table. <laughs> you know? It's the only place you could go to settle things. But the same people who are anti-violence would rather shoot him. We're anti-guns. No one should have guns. There should be no gun. with him more gun laws, kill him. Oh, my God. Anyway... See where we started with the fun stuff? Look at this nonsense. The other one is the pattern because now the part where it gets fucking depressing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll do the releases. Updates to... Some of these are updates to our... Some of these reports are going to be updates to last week's releases, but all of these are going to be new. So we'll just start off listing them. People released Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riot, Alistair Black, Lana... And most shocking and surprisingly out of all of this for a lot of people, Santana Garrett. No, I'm kidding. And Braun Strowman. You ain't shit. (laughs) You,
2: sir, ain't shit.
1: That's how you subvert expectations like they did in the last season of Game of Thrones. I fucking forgot Santana got fired, too. (laughs) So in my head, I literally went, oh,
2: yeah, her, too.
1: That's quite the list. We're going to go through. I'm going to hopefully we have these in a good order here. So first of all, Lana tweeted out. Should we bring them up on screen? Hopefully I remember to have this program with photos of everybody. That's annoying enough to click on their damn faces. Let me see here. Yes, we have it. Oh, yeah. prepared. (laughs) Lana tweeted out. "Uh, I will never forget the fans and the love they showed me, whether it was a tank, power suits, flags, crush, Rusev, 900 partners, weddings, or tables. I tried to always entertain you and definitely, and you definitely elevated me. Thank you. That was nice. And, uh, Fightful said that Lana and Naomi, uh, constantly pushed to make sure that they had something to do on television, which is why they were always on television, and that there was a point where they had big plans to use them. And that, uh, Vince McMahon personally assured her, um, That they were going to have more for Lana. And I guess that assurance was bullshit. Naya Jax tweeted out sad faces and tears and crying and all those other emojis. And she said, Put me through my first table, which I never thought about. Lana put Naya Jax through her first table ever. Yeah. Naya had
2: never been put through a table before.
1: Yeah. Miro tweeted, You can soar with the eagles. You can't soar with the eagles if you're hanging with the turkeys. Gobble gobble motherfucker. At one point, Lana tweeted, "I'd like to choose today for no reason to congratulate my husband, Miro, on becoming AEW TNT champion." Because yes, yeah, she never acknowledged it before she was released. And Did then Miro.
2: It then?
1: And then Miro tweeted back, "I was going to say it was a little weird you never mention it. I wear the title to bed." So. <laughs> this so is what? No belt buckle? Fuck you, me. So Lana, huh, man? Lana, Lana, Lana. It's kind of funny
2: how you mentioned the assurance that she got in the back. When well, we get to another one, I got a bone to pick with this fucking company.
1: We'll see. I don't have these in any particular order, but it looks like next on the list is brawn, which, uh, yeah, very interesting. But, you know, before that, I want to ask you how you feel about the Lana one. I didn't ask you that.
2: The Lana one, it bothered me. Obviously, because, I mean, the girl has worked her ass off, especially the past, like, year or two. She went from being basically baby shit green to basically putting her fucking heart into some of these angles. I still say one of my favorite things I ever saw was when she got that promo on Oscar and worked herself into tears. That is a woman who loves doing this shit. When um we came, when we are going into WrestleMania, and she was so excited to see the fans. Like that is a girl who genuinely loved to do this shit, and now we're sitting here here and like, oh yeah, we have so much for her, and then just fire her. Like what the fuck? Like it, it doesn't make sense. I'll never understand some of the logic of this company, but that's some that's somebody you keep around.
1: I think that they, I think that from the beginning we were right all along, and that they were punishing her for Rusev.
2: Oh yeah, of course they were. We know they were because they 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 will do shit like that.
1: She went through a table like nine times it led to nothing and then her push led nowhere and then they fired her there's like no other way Two
2: tag teams that all went no fucking where
1: all evidence points to the fact that they did this on purpose and i'm sorry but i mean that's just the way that i'm looking at it they did this on purpose
2: that's what it always winds up being because that's what it always is like i always said that devil's advocate shit kill that shit with this fucking company because it's never our devil's advocate how it is is how how it looks is how it is If we think they're they're punishing somebody, it's because they're fucking punishing somebody.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. All right, well, now we can do bra on, which, uh, yeah, that release surprised me quite a bit. I can see it. I can somewhat understand it. But uh, from what we are hearing, Wrestling Observer Mouser said that he thinks that that a lot of things hurt Strowman like his salary. It's one of them things... It's one thing if you're paying $250,000 for a salary for someone you do very little with, but you can always have him run around and do a 24-7 gimmick, right? But you really can't have Strowman in that thing, so you can't do anything with him. He's got a huge paycheck, a big contract. One of the things he made a big mistake on, and only the top guys can pull this off, but he was a top guy when he signed that contract. Do not assume that Vince loves you and he will always take care of you. I'm sure he thought that when he signed that contract. There are top guys. There aren't. Many of them, but there are top guys when they sign these multi-year contracts for big money. They have been able to get no cut deals and a couple of people told me these top guys sign whatever. And Vince guarantees you seven figures a year. But he can cut you at any time he wants. When you're a middle guy, you're not gonna get away with that. When you're a top guy, you 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 can get it, but you're gonna have to push for it. Or maybe someone in the company like Vince should have explained that to Braun. Would
2: have been a nice thing to explain, but then again that would have given them a reason not to want to sign. Maybe you know they gotta bullshit you until they got the, until they
1: got their claws in you, yeah, uh no, definitely yeah, sucks. They gotta,
2: they gotta keep that family shit up until they got to locked down.
1: yeah fight for select is reporting that braun had uh, a contract with the company where cutting him saved them one million a year, and uh talent close to the situation said that the release wasn't that big of a surprise. They said that braun Stroman was very private about negotiating the deal until it was finalized, and uh. Yeah, he signed this contract at 2019 and it it was set to last until 2023. That was $1 million a deal and it's canceled, but he'll still get paid during the 90 day compete clause. It's such a one way contract, right? It's like it's only like a three or four year contract if they want you to stick around three or four years. But if at any point they decide to cut you off, they can cut you off, gag you off for ninety days, and then and then be done with you. But it's it doesn't work the other way. It only protects them. That's always been the problem with the contract. You couldn't suddenly decide to release them. (laughs) You know you're stuck with them, and in that contract. But they could literally, you having a 2023 contract like Braun did doesn't mean you're there till 2023. It doesn't guarantee anything. You could be cut off just like everybody else. That's the transparency of these contracts that people don't look at when you hear, oh, this person signed a five-year contract or a seven-year contract. They signed the five-year, they basically signed to be locked away. It's a prison sentence because, yeah, they're paying you and everything, but you cannot move for those five years. But they can move you, like they could fire, fire you a year into it. They could fire you the day after you sign the thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean shit on their part. There's there's no obligation with these contracts to them. Paying you for 90 days is nothing. That five years just makes you get comfortable. They could still cut you off. They did it to him. What are they going to say the excuse was that the guy wasn't working? He looks like he's in phenomenal shape. They can't even say that he wasn't in the right shape that he wanted or they were the ones doing all these fucking storylines with him. They put him with their stupid tag team, that kid, and all that other shit that they did. These walls, the ideas clearly coming from creative. They literally have no excuse. So This is
2: why they don't get any slack from me because they do dumb shit like this. They can't, have a, they can't have a logical reason that they let him go. After the last time we saw him, he was competing for, oh, I don't know, the WWE championship.
1: Vince also feels that he's a couple of years past his prime. They also said know, that his salary, the, they said the one that he made a big mistake with the negotiations with his salary when he signed that new deal because he became a hot commodity. And uh, and he said that um, if he pushed forward, he probably could have gotten a no-cut contract that a few of the bigger names have. So see, some of the bigger names have no-cut contracts. So he didn't get that. And they said that due to WWE bringing in Commander Aziz and Omas he was no longer considered the biggest guy so that also devalued him in their eyes so it became a thing of where it's like why keep why keep this guy around if commander aziz is like way bigger than him and then even omas is way bigger than him and he's like maybe third place in big guys now so this is their logic and then let's not forget the years of the reports that we heard on here of him being hard to work with and him not really getting the things that they wanted him to do and uh yeah, that passes prime. shit, you're right. When they have so many old people around, like like Goldberg and Brock, right? But yeah, not
2: not even Brock because I feel like I feel like if you let you you ask Brock to go, Brock still has it in him. But yeah, when you bring Goldberg back, who can't hit his own moves, you don't get to use the passes prime So this one thing is two years. There's one thing that's two thousand. Goldberg never had a prime. He came in out of the prime. What the fuck are you talking about? Out of the prime?
1: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But they did have difficulty with him. I'm just I'm just basically explaining their perspective. They had difficulty with him. They didn't feel that he was as big of a star that was worth a million dollars a year. They felt that Commander razis and Omas are way bigger if they're just going for guys that are big guys. And they just didn't feel he was worth the money anymore. It could simply be a business move. Somebody like Braun, as you're going to see as we go through this list, has a hell of a lot less options than everybody else. And that's because of the fact that he was in WWE the whole time. He never really... Uh, got to be part of the indies and I don't know where he would even be a good fit in the indies
2: I don't know that yeah he's one of those guys where I don't know if he could fit
1: yeah like I don't really think that he uh, that he's going to
2: uh, there's other people on this list where I feel like they could yeah. but, but the thing is that's what I mean say, but he's one of those ones I don't think is
1: and that's why I think this is a business move because in the 90 days they can just bring him back for half that money if he hasn't gotten picked up by anybody else by then Maybe they took that chance. Fucking ninety-day compete clause. Day eighty-five. Call him before he's taking anybody else's contract. See what the state of the company is. See, see what his demand is. You can bring him back for five hundred thousand a year. This is what happens a lot of the time. A lot of these guys will just go for the ninety days, come back, and have shittier contracts.
2: It'll be like it's five hundred thousand a year, but you can keep the train whistle.
1: <laughs> he tweeted if go on do the run said, around the ring thing. We'll still go whoop whoop." He tweeted out and he said, What a chapter in life, thank you. And then he tweeted another tweet. I guess this is music or something. He said, If I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me farmers be traveling on now? Cause there's so many places I've got to see. Well, none of them are AEW and definitely not NXT. So that I finished your lyrics for you. Bam. <laughs> Alright. Next up is Alistair Black. What? The fuck? Yeah, Alistair, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, they've been doing things with him. They just did a storyline with him. They just did angles with him, and they just did this." Listen, and I'm not justifying anything that they do here, but you guys act like literally like WWE works the way that the Zerg did in Starcraft. Like there are all these different forces all over, but there's like this one overmind queen hive lady who's really just the consciousness of the whole thing that keeps the fucking thing running. You know what I mean? Or like, the, you know, it's just strange that that's the way that it is. Like, obviously, and this is like that in even in our country and in a lot of other things, the people that do the creative and the people that do the booking and the agents are not the people who are Nick Khan and the people that are on a corporate level. Do you really believe that the suit and tie people, the Nick Khans and the people in the board of directors? are like calling up their agents and shit that are in the gorilla position doing the booking and the writing and going, listen, we're really deeply thinking about getting rid of Braun. What are your thoughts? They don't give a fuck. That's how corporations work. This is a publicly traded company. This is not old WWE companies don't work that way. When you work at a Walmart or a Kmart, your manager won't know if your district manager is going to come in that day and decide that he wants you to fire three people from three different fucking departments. Even if the guy just promoted you, there's no way for them to tell. Do you really believe that these people, do they come off to you like thoughtful like that? Like like Nick Khan, who just got them, these board of directors that they're calling down. Who do we have right now that's booking? I know one of them was Edge. One of them, Let's say it was Edge, Daniel Bryan, and all those other guys we got booking down there. Like, do you really believe that the suits that are running the company, the board of directors that are making all these deals and shit are actually in contact with the people that are trying to keep the day-to-day of the show running? like you don't think that the people that are booking this that did things with alistair black got fucking sideswiped by this shit too that are like fuck we just did a storyline with him and we had all this shit we had planned that we wrote that we stood up doing and now none of it's useful i've seen it happen In to Cornette. music i've seen it happen to Cornette back when he ran ovw they would either call people up or release them all the time and he would always have ideas to finish storylines and to do angles where it's like he would tell them, if you're going to fucking release them, let me know so I can finish them up. As they say in the business, finishing someone up is when you know you're going to release them. So you do an angle, like a finale angle or something. You write the character off. Trust me, man. What's happening here is that the corporate level is completely different operations from the people who are functioning on the day-to-day. So they're not telling them. They're not telling them that they're the who, who to use and who not to. Sometimes they might give them a tip and be like, yo, you might not want to use this person. But when it's a wave of firings like that, they probably didn't even know. So I can't give them this credit for that. They just, they, they they fire, you know, like companies are run that way. You know, your boss isn't the person that fires you. Sometimes it's his boss and sometimes it's the boss above that. So coming down the ladder, you might not have even known. So let's just get that part out of the way. That being said, uh, Alistair Black, he said, I'm gathering my thoughts as this was a complete left field for me. As obviously we just started the Dark Father character, but this was it. Thank you so much, WWE Universe, for allowing me to create and give you small bits of myself. So, yeah, he's saying the same thing. Again, the people who are booking and writing this are not the people who are writing the checks. You know what I mean? If they tell you to cut around the fucking margin, then that's what you're going to do. Also, Aleister Black then tweeted out and he said, before I forget, a special mention goes to Paul Heyman for always having my back. And to this day, acts like a mentor to me since since day one, Paul was in my corner. Yeah, that might have been to your detriment, kid, because we already know how that <laughs> works in WWE. It's not like I'm just making that shit up. CM Punk. has spoken openly about how Paul Heyman being in his corner might have in a lot of ways fucked him over at times. That's the way that they okay. operate, you know?
2: Yeah, so. remind you, ECW is not here.
1: Yeah, pretty much. What are your thoughts on uh, this release?
2: This one? Definitely, yeah, this was another one, just like with the line of things. It bothered me. Like, we just saw... Because, of course, yeah, like we said before, the corporate level, they're not paying attention to jazz shit that's going on down here. But it's just kind of crazy that we see all these promos. Apparently, they had even made new music for him. Like, he had new music ready. We see him show up after months away. Black mask, Big E. He has a new fake eye, and then God, kind of like the fuck. Like that's the like, thing. Irritates me with these wave of fire. it's just like just, it's like somebody just pointing and just shooting wild. Like you, hey, you, 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 you. Like what? I think I still think it's always kind of bothered me with the whole corporate structure. It's just like at a certain point, like if you're giving me a list of people that I gotta let go, have a backup. Or just like in some kind of way, just be like, "Hey, I'm kind. We're like, let's do this with this person. So at least we finish him out clean. Then we'll let him go." And she's like, "Nah, nah, you gotta go. Oh, you got new music? Eh, sorry, it's never getting released. Gotta go." Like, yeah, because eh. I was excited to see what was gonna happen with this. I was like, "Oh, deal, Alistair Black, new music, dealing with Biggie. This is gonna be great." Which apparently. Sucks so for poor Big E, because apparently they didn't have shit for him besides this.
1: No, no, they didn't. And Big E's apparently yeah, one of they, Vince's they that, favorites, right?
2: That thing was literally him transitioning out of the feud with Apollo Crews into a new one.
1: No, it actually was. You're, you're not wrong about that shit, man. And, uh, again, I was never really super high on him, but I feel like that he did have value. You know? He was over with the fan base. Like, he had quite a legion of fans
2: um, that, um, that that followed him.
1: Yeah, so I saw. And, you know, he'll be fine as Tommy End. He'll be better than Brian. Oh, yeah. Back to being yeah, Tommy he, End.
2: That, that's what benefits him the most is he literally just has to go back to being Tommy End.
1: He's familiar with the Indies. That's the most important yeah. In thing. In fact,
2: the first time we saw him was during the UK tournament. And he, that was the last time we saw him under the name Tommy End.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it is crazy. I, like I said, but this is also someone who they seem reluctant to bring back at first. After they released his wife, you know, when you look at it that way, seems like they were yeah. on the fence with him always. So, yeah, it's very, very unfortunate, shitty situation. Not gonna lie, man. Oh yeah, very shitty. He did have you. You brought up entrance music though. He actually did have entrance music that he was gonna start using that they never yeah. let him use. He you know about
2: this a new song ready to go?
1: Mm-hmm. He he actually played it on his Twitch channel. Let me see if I have it here. There we go. I'll do one with death metal, huh? What do you a think of him? <laughs> what do you think of him with death metal, huh? Hey, that one.
3: You know, I like,
2: I like how picked up. Like, I've never, I've never been on death metal, but that's one thing I'm always worried about those songs.
1: Look at that Drinking the monster energy drink having death metal. There's a man's man right there.
2: Yeah, breakfast, the champions, God damn it! Monster and death.
7: Alright,
1: well. Alistair Black. Funny, and he... He took,
2: uh, I was gonna uh-huh. say he took any um, shades of Alistair Black off his uh, Twitter. He is now back
1: to being Tommy End. Mm -hmm. and he tweeted i appreciate all of the support over the past few days still feeling good motivated and driven a huge sense of relief came and the realization that with cuffs and restrictions i could create all that cuffs that i now no longer have feeling pride in all i have done and will do and then uh when he was on twitch he said uh he was quoted as saying money in the bank with aj when i stepped out of the dark and into the dark That was the first time I did what I wanted to do. It got praise. Don't get mad at our creative. They tried their absolute hardest, and there are good people working there. I'm very thankful for our creative and have had a good relationship with Bruce Pritchard. He tried to protect me in a lot of situations. He wanted me to get out of the room. Uh, The consensus was no one moves like him or has his intensity. My style was a hybrid of traditional wrestling and new age striking. In the last five years, I've proven to be one of the most influential strikers of this generation, and I will continue to do that. So that is Alistair Black. Next up we have Ruby Riot, who I knew I was going to be here today at this time talking about yeah. fucking release. The writing was starting to slowly be written on the wall. I told you guys last week when we went off the air that this week we would be on here talking about this release. You know, it's just the way that it is. And uh she said, "Well, here it goes. I've never been good at this sort of stuff." Yesterday, in a matter of minutes, my life changed very drastically. But after some tears, some panic, and a full box of Oreos, I was able to look back at how lucky I've been to accomplish what what have. I never thought I'd make it to WWE. I've been honored to be a part of the squad of the most incredible women I've ever met. I've gotten to see the world share locker rooms with some of the most talented women I know, some of which I've made lifelong friendships with. I've gotten to meet fans that were just like me, introverted kids who never quite felt like they fit in. And between the locker room and those fans, I felt like I belonged. And I'm so grateful for that feeling. With that, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of calls, texts, tweets, and support I have received from former co-workers, friends, family, and fans. Thank you so much for the kind words you never know how much it helped as for what's next in the beginning Heidi Lovelace was given to me and at the end Ruby Riot was taken away so I don't know what I'll be called and where I'll end up but please know this is far from over thank you and then Liv Morgan tweeted whoever's lucky enough to get Heidi Lovelace on their roster you win and then Ruby tweeted my biggest regret is that I didn't know that was our last match that that our last match was our last match but I love you and I'll always be your biggest fan thank you for everything you you taught me Hashtag squad squad and then live tweeted back. I don't think that was our last match. My partner for life. I I knew that shit was your last match. That's because we're
2: not. That's because we don't sip their drug lace Kool-Aid. I had seven days to process it. What are your thoughts on her? I mean, it it was always unfortunate. Tell the ride squad. got done. They got picked off. Let's be real. They got picked off one by one. Like, there's only one standing. And I'm literally, I'm quoting my I'm, I'm freaking... I'm quoting it fucking now. It's only, I feel like it's only a matter of time for Liv. I hate to be like that, but I mean, for fuck's sakes. They got rid of Sarah, and then they tried to bring back this new, shittier Riot Squad. Now they got rid of Ruby. What the fuck's left? Yeah. We, we always talked about before how when the Riot Squad was together, those girls worked their asses off. They were virtually on Raw every week. They were wrestling for pretty much everybody, win
1: or lose. Do religious. I think I'll be on here next week reporting uh live? Yeah, I de I definitely do.
2: Yeah. Probably.
1: I think so. I definitely do. We'll get to that though. But next on our list, we should have the Ta 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 Ta. Now we won't do that again though. Next we have uh hey. Buddy Murphy. I don't even have a photo for him. Buddy Murphy. Sorry. You have to imagine him. Buddy Murphy. I don't know what he look like. Yeah, you remember Buddy Murphy. He says, so today ends my eight years with WWE. What a crazy ride. Highest of highs, lowest of lows. But whether I had three minutes or 20 minutes, I put all of my effort into my performances. Nothing is harder when all you want to do is wrestle, but you can't. In my opinion, I haven't even hit my peak. Yet, I, yet yet, and I'm excited to see what my next adventure holds. I was lucky enough to work with some of the best talent in the world and learned a tremendous amount. But trust me, the, the whole world will know what I meant by best kept secret. Thank you all. So Buddy Murphy.
2: NXT Raw attacking Champion and Cruiserweight Champion.
1: And now former WWE superstar can be added to that resume.
2: Yeah. He's gone.
1: <sighs> Let's look through here before we go to any other. Then, of course, we have Santana Garrett. It's not I forgot, She not still forget, worked there. Right? A <laughs> to be brutal by people,
2: but I've seen her in like three job matches in NXT the whole time she's been
1: here. She said, thank you. Peace, love, hashtag headband power. Yeah, look at that, she defines her character in fucking one sentence and one tweet Then she put hashtag time to shine Hashtag women's wrestling So she going to shine? <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit I think
2: Eva yeah. is still their champion So I mean, huh?
1: hey They said apparently this release happened A couple of days after she had a controversial video That got posted on her Instagram Where there was a camera that zoomed into some Fuck Biden flags <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit Jeez Dang. I mean, let me oh. let me let me look at the video first. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: man. tell you what, because I don't want to offend anybody from the Democratic Party. What I'll do is I'll put the video up on the screen, and then you tell me if it's safe for me to watch, Destin.
2: Well, they're at the lake with boats. <laughs> I know I'm watching. <laughs>
1: Oh, fucking give me a break. <laughs> they just happen to be fucking going by. There's, there's, yeah, there's Confederate flags and shit out there, but it's just a camera going by boats and there happened to be a few Confederate flags. and It's not like she was emphasizing that. There's also American flags out there. It's just the boat going by. It's like she did that on purpose. <laughs> I love how committed she, I was to the gimmick. Like, well, I see boats. <laughs> She apparently then said that she didn't record the video. She's been phone-free all day, and then she apologizes or some shit. I don't see... So, what, someone else had her phone, not my phone? Fuck
2: oh, my
1: apologizes? God. I don't Stop know. Stop apologizing for stupid shit, people. Right. But anyway, strangely enough, and this has never happened before in the history of firings, John Laurinaitis, uh tweeted out, Due to budget cuts, the following talent were released today. Braun Strowman, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Santana, Gary, Ruby Ryan, and Asta Black. John Laurinaitis. And he sent it to everybody in WWE.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. And I was like, what?
1: King Quest says, so Gunnar says what he says about Trump and nothing happens. She shows a video of F. Biden and Confederate flagging as fired. This th- this one from the black guy. <laughs> you know what? I don't think that's quite a release her, though. No. That'd be a silly reason to release. I have to give them more credit than that. But, yeah, freaking Laurinaitis just texted everybody and was just like, yeah, I just wanted you to know they're all fired. Just so you oh, know. Shit. Yeah, crazy. It's also being reported that some of the fired WWE superstars have been asking for their release and that this has been a result of that. Clearly not Alistair Black, who said he was shocked, but some of the other people on this list, unnamed, wanted to go. We know, and it's also being reported by the sheets, we know Buddy Murphy wasn't happy. He was vocal on social media. They made him delete it a few times. Santana Gary also wasn't happy. So, I mean, some of these people also could have asked for their releases. Let's not forget and rule that out. Yeah, I'm not surprised
2: about Buddy Murphy. I mean, they had him go through a whole angle with the Mysterio family and then just, nope, never mind.
1: And according to PW Insider, uh, the superstars that were released will be available between September 6th and 10th. We're not exactly sure what day, but uh, a lot of them won't be available by the anniversary since that's on July 17th. So, but Impact is teasing having people who are released from the April 15th wave of releases. But a few of them might make the all-out event because since the 90-day compete clause would end around August 31st, They'd still be able to make it to All Out if they wanted to debut there, is what's being reported by the Sheets. Not that I'm saying that's what's going to happen. Just pointing out the position that they're in. And according to Andrew Zarian um, from the Mat Men podcast, uh, he said that more cuts are going to be announced in the coming weeks. And to expect some more cuts.
2: Oh, so they're not going to bullshit this
1: time. They'd be like, oh, nobody else is getting cut. Well, that's what he's saying. That's not what they're saying. You know, he's probably speaking through though. Yeah, and this goes back to what we spoke about last week about WWE being for sale and the possibility of what that sale will mean, you know, so that's something that a lot of people are saying that's gaining momentum Fightful was saying that there could be some some something to that. They said a lot of the releases were surprised and that a lot of people within the company inquired about what was going on and that the former writer Dave Schilling said that Vince was gearing up to put the company on the market and that they have guaranteed money coming in from Saudi Arabia, Fox and NBC Universal, and that Peacock deal sweetens the pot. And that uh, you know, since sixty internal employees were fired, that uh, all they really have to do is find a buyer who has no issue with making trips to Saudi Arabia for huge events, and that it might not be hard considering how much money there would be in that deal. So that's some of the speculation going going around. Brian Alvarez, a wrestling observer. ...was saying, and he's quoted as saying, I, I don't know, and you and you can report this, there are a lot of people in and out of WWE and the business fans, it's no secret, everybody believes Nick Khan is setting this company up to be sold. How do you say that it's budgetary reasons when you're making so much profit? Well, you say it's budgetary reasons when you decide the amount of money that you're going to spend on talent. And uh, then Alvarez went on to say they're setting themselves up for a sale. That is my belief. However, Brandon Thurston of Wrestle, WrestleNomics said that he talked to five people in the wwe investor community in the past 24 hours about the notion that the company's uh recent actions indicate that they're for sale and not one of them thought so even the stock price is is no selling wrestling twitter essentially meaning the stock hasn't dropped or anything no movement have been made indicating from any of the investors that they're convinced that anything is being shaken up right now so it's mixed reviews upon whether or not they are being sold what do you think
2: well, I think with all these different firings and all these different adjusting for theirs, I they better fucking hope they're being sold, because if not, that's just shitty. Like As many people as they let go, Brian Alvarez doesn't make a point, though. There's no way in hell they could just be trying to save money. Like, they got to be revving up for something. Cause I think we've ever been here. I want to say we know Disney's been wanting to buy them forever, I believe. Yeah, I think I've been hearing NBC was like the other place that might be wanting to buy them. Yeah, oh god. It, hopefully, we know more soon, or we just get like a definitive answer because there's a lot of shit going on. Like, I hated this time of the year last year when all those people got fired. I fucking hate it this year because like Man, we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know where it's gonna go. But that's just like uprooting people's lives just out of the blue.
1: Yeah, and this year is much worse. So, uh. Eric Bishop spoke a little bit about this on his show, which I'm going to link you guys to the link of this. Uh, but this is what he had to say in regard to WWE. Speaking of facts. Let's get past the question. You already know what the question is going to be.
5: Sentence. Here's what I said. Everybody's running around now convinced that WWE is going to sell to Disney. I've heard to NBC universal. I've heard. Someone suggested to me today that Comcast is the actual bigger play, which is actually true in a way, in many ways. Um, Fox may be interested. So there's all this chatter out there because it's exciting to think about something major happening behind the scenes because there ain't that much happening in front of the scenes, right? Nothing new, at least. Nothing that gets people really excited. So there's all this chatter out there. And my point was, on For the Heat, our weekly radio show that we do Wednesday nights. And you can listen, stream live anywhere at fortheheat.com, 9 o'clock Eastern. little hint, it may turn into a two-hour show before you know it. Anyway, my point was, all this chatter and everybody's going, oh, wait a minute, while well, they, you know, they fired some ex-presidents, you know, co-presidents, and they brought in Nick Khan. Ooh, why are they bringing Nick the Khan? What's that mean? And, oh, they made some major shifts in their post-production in digital areas, ooh, that means something's going to happen. Oh, and they release, you know, six major talents or whatever it was. Oh my God, for sure they're getting ready to sell. Okay, have fun with that, folks. And hey, maybe it's true. It could happen. Not suggesting that it's definitely not going to happen. I'm just explaining to you why all of this stuff that's going on. While it's exciting for people on Reddit. You know, to, to argue over and debate and fantasize about um, doesn't mean a fucking thing. Here's, here's some more facts, folks. Write this. She is it. Is out. If you're a publicly held company and you're an officer of that company, you're the chairman of that company. Guess what your number one job is when you get up every single morning? To make money for your shareholders. That is called a fiduciary responsibility. Fact. That's Vince's job, to make money for his shareholders. And guess what? If it looks like he's not paying attention to details, if it looks like he doesn't have the best interests of his investors in mind, if it looks like he's got a bloated talent budget, and it makes no sense to have 300 people under contract where in the last six weeks you've only used 78 of them, maybe somebody said, hey, Vince, I think we better take a look at our roster because it doesn't look like we're managing it very well. And we have a, what do we have? We have a fiduciary responsibility to our shareholders to manage that budget line item. That would be like normal day-to-day business. That's what you do when you're a publicly held company. You make moves that make sense so you can make more money. Why? It's your fiduciary responsibility. Yes, it's your fiduciary responsibility. Responsibility. There you go. Thank you. God, I oh, love like this. No fiduciary kind of I love how the interaction is awesome. So that's what it is. He
1: was so enthusiastic so about it.
5: You know, and maybe because I look at things from a different perspective. And and again, I'm going to say this one more time. So, all you trolls out there. Grab a crayon, grab a piece of paper, and draw yourself a stick figure picture of what I'm about to say. Just because a company's making moves to be more cost-effective and efficient doesn't mean they're trying to sell it. That's all. Now, I use the example of perhaps one reason, and I said this is a hypothetical. This is just to help illustrate the point. While everybody's convinced that WWE is up for sale, I simply made a hypothetical Example, out of maybe what WWE is doing is attempting to buy something. How does one company buy another company? Do you just sit down and you give them your Amex, your black Amex, and say, "Here, put three billion on that." You stroke them a check. You bring cash. What do you do? Usually, it's a stock cash trade. And guess what? If I'm trading my stock, I want that shit to be as high as it can possibly be. And how do I do that? my fiduciary responsibility to control my costs and to make money see how all this fits together now like i said that's just an example but just because a company's running itself properly and aggressive about doing so doesn't mean they're trying to sell it
2: justin vick in the chat oh. says conrad's going to purchase the wwe just for the prop closet <laughs> he wants the old belt
1: anyway what do you think of I'm the fiduciary responsibility that.
2: I mean when the way Bush the way Bischoff puts it, yeah, it makes sense, but it, yeah he does actually raise quite an interesting question, and it kind of put a light bulb what yeah, what if it's the opposite, what if they're not trying to sell and what if they're trying to buy?
1: they could be trying to put money together to buy another company that that's something people wouldn't look at the other way you know this this could be them trying to get the stock to increase to drop the stock to purchase something else big so that sounds more of about. like the w w e that I know
2: <laughs> right. I'm, I'm guys calling don't... it in the air now. they all quote me on this.
1: They're going to buy Impact, put Abyss back in Decay, and get rid of the shitty ball. And yeah, at least now, WWE, I don't think in the beginning they knew what they needed to do or how much they were going to need to cut. And now that they're getting a grasp at it, I think they realize that it's not over. And this is the reason why a lot of these characters, what we were talking about earlier, I was getting to a point with, I don't think I wasn't. Uh, this is the reason why a lot of these people, the writers and the bookers were unaware now, I think there's probably more open communication and the ability to write people off. And not to get too spoilery, but uh, it's a good thing that they have female characters around now that essentially have supernatural powers and literally have the ability to write people out of the WWE universe. Right. You know, so I think you will be hearing more releases. So, uh, but yeah, they could be doing this to buy some something. Now, as far as yeah, uh, I
2: never thought about that
1: mm-hmm tom phillips released a statement he was somebody who was released last week right and he mm-hmm. said uh, i'm so grateful for the nearly nine years i spent in wwe i was hired at 23 years old a kid out of college who had one job professionally and knew very little about what he was getting into i can't even begin to describe how lucky i was to get that big of a break so early on a position that so many would have done anything for i have more people to thank than i'll be able to compile on here so i'll be brief first off thank you vince hunter kd and Cole." You gave me so many opportunities to succeed, fail, learn, and grow. My family is better off because of you, uh, because of the job you afforded me. Thank you to the dozens of broadcasts I shared the airways with. You all made me better as a performer, and I'm honored to have befriended so many of you for life. To be a WWE commentator is to be capable of anything. Thank you to the coaches and the entire staff of the WWE Performance Center for looking after me and teaching me so much. Thank you to all of the superstars, many of whom I'm thrilled to call friends going forward. All I ever tried was to do justice and the hard work you all put in the ring every night. Wrestling is an art firm and hopefully the world, our words fit your music. The WWE crew is second to none. They make the impossible on a regular basis. Without them, the spectacle never gets off the ground. The production staff is also world class from the grinding and staffer to the tireless road team. The company has outstanding talent that make the product come to life for the fans a special thanks to my dream team at ringside and in the truck you know who you are and thank you for lifting me up every single broadcast thank you to the legions of people in connecticut who influenced my career as a broadcaster and also made our lives as easy as possible around the world lastly thank you to the fans your support on social media in the last week has been overwhelming for me to process thank you for holding us all to extraordinary standards i hope i entertain you i lived the dream pro wrestling became my life and it will always hold a special place in my heart and as the cliche says goals never say never i have nothing Thing but gratitude My experience with WWE Sincerely thank you all My name is Tom Hannafan It's time for the next chapter Josiah Williams The guy who did the uh, To the moon He released his statement And he said My dream brought joy to others My dream gave people faith Hope And encouragement My dream has shown that it's possible Thank you for your love and support It's time to dream again Lastly We had uh, Kavita Devi Spoke to Hin- Hindustan Times And she said... I've read some of these reports and they aren't accurate. I have been back at home in India since January. My husband contracted COVID earlier this year and I needed to be here with my family. I chose not to go back to America. Everyone at WWE has been incredibly supportive. I am filled with gratitude for everything they have done for me. I have also had an ACL injury for over a year and have been unable to perform in the ring. But WWE is still supported me through all of that. They understand that India is where I need to be. We are working together on a new arrangement that allows me to be home, but still part of the WWE universe nonetheless they fucking released you to my knowledge and they may be working on an arrangement but an arrangement is not a contract just saying just saying oh christ we, what else we have here as far as news goes oh hot Thank sauce so tracy much. williams was hit by a car
2: yeah i heard about this
1: we may as well throw that Damn. out there right the fuck happened here let's have a look um uh, well he he's first let Bill okay i got hit full let me put, bring him up on the screen Shit! Firstly, I'll be okay. I got full on hit by a car yesterday, exiting the street, crossing the street. Guy blew a red, going twenty five miles per hour. I flew for what felt like a full second, landed high on my back. Just so unbelievably lucky and grateful that my dog, who was walking with me, somehow not hit, and she's okay. Okay. Well, I definitely wish him well. Yeah, get well soon. Mhm. Uh, Someone from Lucha Libra named Crystal, Passion Crystal. She, yeah, apparently um, a very big name down there passed away. Yeah, she died drowning. She was in the beach swimming and she drowned. Uh, Frankie Monet tweeted, out, I really don't have the words right now. You were always so sweet to me since I got to MX. We wrestled together countless times. You always booked me on your shows in Tabasco. Trips filled with laughter, dancing to Britney and eating dinner at your mom's. You were a gift. Rest in peace, Chiquita.
2: Yeah, I so, know Ty was a... Very close to a lot of people, literally a very community. Like, I know she was close to her. She was very, very uh, close to Perro Aguayo. So, when he passed away, that was devastating for her. So, I, I wasn't surprised to hear from her when um, I heard this woman passed away.
1: As of this report, they never found a body or anything. Yeah, rest in peace. That sucks. Uh, Serena Deeb lost the title, huh? Yeah, she, has, she is no longer the NWA Women's Champion. I keep forgetting that those titles get defended other places. (laughs) Right. You know, I was like, when? Did I miss Dynamite? But no, I forget that that goes somewhere else. But yeah, she was defeated by someone named Camille.
2: Yeah, Camille, uh, she is part of Nick Aldis
1: stable known as Strictly Business. Okay, does that mean that she comes to AEW now and that we no longer get Serena? Literally, I heard
2: somebody comment that and I was just like, yeah, probably.
1: I hope not. Serena Deeb's infinitely better than anybody that they have on the roster right now, man. And Serena Deeb's awesome. They better fucking keep her.
2: I feel like this means that we maybe we'll probably see Serena more.
1: Alright.
2: In other news
1: Oh wait, wait, no, I gotta do this one correctly. I just realized what I was about to go into.
2: Wait, is it what I oh God, oh god.
1: So there is one person whose movie opened strong in China but in the second week was an absolute bust.
0: And his name is
2: John Cena! Why did I think you were going to a live back though?
1: Fast 9 fell 85% from its opening week, at which was at 136 yeah. million. Holy shit. Slightly ahead of where Hobbs and Shaw was but way weaker than the other ones were the other to put it into perspective, usually fast movies make like almost 400 million. This one made 185.3 million in two weeks. God. The speculation. I mean, I'm obviously the speculation is might be because of his comments about Taiwan and that even though he released an apology, that might not have been good enough. Would people really do that out there? Like I am not going to yes, watch that. Movie I believe it. If John Cena is in it because he thinks Taiwan is a country.
2: All I'm saying is, when it first came out, I remember people who boycotted Stomp the Yard because Chris Brown got killed in the first 15 minutes. Spoiler.
1: Stacey <laughs> said, The Rock said, You can't be me. Well, that sucks. It started, maybe the people, maybe the first week people saw it and it was shit, and then they warned the second week people. <laughs> right. How do we know it wasn't that? They've had like nine movies, right? Right. I watched them drive to a fucking movie the
2: last time I saw one. Like drive to a fucking building
1: I don't watch them regularly I only watch like the first couple Then I kind of fell off But it really sucks Because it must be really exciting For people who watch them As they come out Because like you never know What's going to happen Where it's like me Now I know if I ever wanted to watch them That these motherfuckers Are going to live for nine movies (laughs) How exciting can any action scene be was what, going to happen to that guy? We know he's not going to die. Ah, I saw him he's in the, the fucking trailers. Four, during, I saw him in the trailers during like even, even the characters I knew, like Han from Better Luck Tomorrow. I explained that here before that Han was a crossover character from another Asian series called Better Luck Tomorrow that has nothing to do with cars, ironically. But he's from there. And they crossed him over to Tokyo Drift, where I believe he died. And I remember seeing it and being like, wow, they killed the guy and he's not even from this fucking series. And then he's alive in the ones I've seen. Like, in the trailers, I'm like, there he is again. <laughs> like, what? Shit is like Saints Row now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck it. We're just crazy. Howard, <laughs> fuck it. Johnny
2: Gat, oh. fuck it. Dildo back, fuck it.
1: I almost want to watch it just because the progression must be fascinating to go from street racing to this kind of shit, you know? I'm like, how far is you the go suspension? Of-
2: mm-hmm. All I'm saying is when you go from street racing to, I think, the last time i saw one they had a weapon that scrambled fucking feed and
1: shit and they called it god's eye so i mean i mean for people this must be like i hate to say it and it's a really horrible comparison for me to have to make but for a lot of people in our western culture this must be dragon ball you know (laughs) like think about it like you think that people from the 80s like myself or anyone else that grew up you think you grew up knowing that that goku was going to be fighting gods above the planet you know what I mean? Like, when you watched it, it didn't seem like it was about that, right? Like, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, these kids are going on this quest for the Dragon Balls, you know? And I don't like, realize eventually this motherfucker is about to hit a level so much of the gods are like, are you kidding me? Fast forward to, like, the 2015, 2016, it's like, no, did you ever imagine that? Like, this doesn't even have anything to do with fighting in the beginning, let alone fighting gods. Like, what a direction, what a different direction story from where it started. I saw a meme, not to, not to digress too far here, but I, I saw a meme today that was like it was, as you as you like to say staying life for me was one of those two real memes because uh the person basically said uh that they grew up with Dragon Ball and with Gohan being their favorite character and that they said that it's appropriate that he grew up to be a disappointment <laughs> <laughs> Too real yeah right the promising young man another
2: one
1: god i hate that it reminded me of that
2: it was the fucking scene when, after Raccoon kicked him in the throat and basically broke his neck. And he was just lying out there. And the fucking, the, the fucking captain said, Well, you gotta remember, man, Gohan was in the field young. I don't blame him for wanting to retire
1: early. <laughs> yeah, right? Everybody has yeah, battle don't damage. Think wrong. So these people grew up with these movies. Think about if you were a teenager and you went to cars and street racing and shit. Just like people who were into Dragon Ball, that they liked adventure and friends. You know, and then it became about fighting and God. You know, so you're into street racing. Yeah, man, I'm going to street race. Now you're into tanks and bombs and ninjas and shit. You know, you grew up driving through buildings and fucking Ronda Rousey, kick up people's ass and heels. They completely disregard physics in this series all the time. You notice that? I think I've seen a trailer where one of them caught up to like a rocket and something and jumped on it, right? Or a jet or a fucking crazy shit like that. It's just like, what? That's not how physics works. Your insurance must be a motherfucker doing shit like that. People jump against gravity, land on shit, don't get killed. A lot of the plot doesn't make sense. This shit is perfect for China. What are you guys doing? That's like every Kung Fu <laughs> flick. here comes the heat. This shit hits all of their bullet points. Cat characters that fly when they jump. No one that Do dies. Everybody shouldn't be doing, living through shit they shouldn't live through. Everybody fights. Everybody can fight. This was designed for them. We made oh, this like this. Road, it'll be fucking perfect. Listen to me, China. I'm gonna get serious right now. We made this shit. This used to be about street racing. We made this like this for you. That's my <laughs> tinfoil theory here. This was a show about family and cars. Family was about mostly. Rockets and the death. <laughs> it was family mostly. It was about family and, and fucking going to going to what is it they used to go to? olive garden family and olive garden was where this show started and we made it like this for you writing it down (laughs) what family and olive garden yes do you think john Cena is going to get to have olive garden with them they'll
2: they'll only give him like the really like shitty stale breadsticks
1: well did the rocks character ever turn babyface and have olive garden with them i don't i can't remember they have to have one movie where they're all babyface together and they all go to Olive Garden. I don't care if they have a final battle, but all go to Olive Garden at least. Spoiler, the next one they blow up the Olive Garden. <laughs> well, too bad that movie didn't do good in China. Alright. <laughs> I gotta make sure that I do this one correct too.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what the fuck is if he's mad at Twitter again? I can't believe it, right? Doesn't he realize that people could ban him from there? Trump got banned from there. Yeah, but see, that was just to appease the little marks We don't know what they're doing. He's been trying to get his verification check. And he said that every time Twitter, Twitter support gives him this error attached and he can't get past the step where something went wrong. Thus, he can't submit and they also don't respond. So Ryback right, can't get his check. And then somehow Jim Cornette, I mean, not Jim Cornette, I'm sorry, freaking Paul Heyman. He released a statement. Somebody asked him about Ryback, and he said, you want to know Ryback? He's a schmuck. <laughs> you know how long it's been so heard somebody get called a schmuck? And then Ryback had a video where he was lifting these real heavy weights, and uh, somebody in the comments said, how much, are, how much weight are those? And he put 2.5 Paul Heymans.
2: <laughs> he made a fat joke.
1: Yeah, these guys are just jabbing each other. They're just jabbing.
0: Another reason
1: right back before he comes you won't be the shittiest Paul guy. Another reason why WWE might be changing their strategy is because the Wrestling Observer was reporting that WWE's mindset when it comes to AEW changed. Because now Vince realizes that the that that they can't put AEW out of business. So WWE isn't putting overpaying superstars that they don't want to leave anymore. He basically says there's two key realities. The first is the mathematical trajectory that AEW, they thought that AEW was going to be beating WWE in the ratings in 18 to 49 by the end of the year, but that's no longer the case. And then the second thing is that no matter what they do, they're also not going to put AEW out of business. So on one hand, like WWE was worried about, or at least the concern would have been AEW's ratings surpassing them, which clearly is not going to happen. But then on the other hand, with the way that the structure of rosters and stuff is now nothing that they do and no retaliation that they have is going to put AEW in any jeopardy anyway. So we're sort of at a stalemate. A cold war, if you will. So this is another reason they might be dumping that roster. They were just holding people. Yeah, but when they realize hey, there's nothing really
2: we can do. No point in holding on to people.
1: Maybe. Jake Paul. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said his name again. I'm done with him. I was just scrolling past and saw him. Let's go somewhere else. I got. But you got worried, right? You were like, no. Not again anyway. I was about to be go like,
2: all I know is apparently I guess one
1: of them was fighting Tyler
2: Rowley. That's all I know, and I was like, Oh fuck my life.
1: about so L- that no. So Lacey Evans revealed that her second child is going to be a girl. She put happiest mom in the world, my, my my little lady will now have the best sidekick, best friend, and best bond a woman could ask for a sister, and I can't wait to teach them what true love support and family really means and feels like. And uh, I think it's interesting that I feel like people like Lacey, uh sarah logan and a lot of them dodged the bullet just getting the fuck out of it and having families
5: <laughs> right
1: you know i saw becky lynch recently she looked really jacked and in shape and ready to come becky back so maybe looks
5: unreal
1: maybe they don't give a fuck either way about half these girls you know they're like whatever we're getting back i mean back. it wouldn't
2: surprise me have you seen the smackdown
1: roster it's literally like
2: seven girls
1: mm-hmm. yeah well they got they better do they better think quick this is getting more interesting the thing as everything slims down. All right, last bit of news here, at least for the general news, because it feels like we're never going to get out of here. Uh Just Incredible has been oh, ducking. This piece of shit. So apparently someone put a warning to other promotions. This is a, this is um, who is this exactly? This is Grim of Grim's Toy Show. A warning to other promoters. Unfortunately, Justin Credible scammed me and no-show multiple times for a prepaid booking. Then he blocked me on everything. I was warned not to work with him, but I thought better of him. I was wrong and got beat out of a couple hundred bucks. And then the guy showed the screenshots of Justin blocking him. Like, damn, man. He's the eat-and-run type, huh? That motherfucker. That mo- I got worried when I looked up at our, at our Tron. I thought I accidentally put up a picture of X-Pac. No, no. x looks like he has some decency. I and- <laughs> They look more and more alike to me. He looks like a fat guy cosplaying Justin Incredible. Yeah, you see what Stace is putting in the in the in the chat room while wow, that's breaking kayfabe right oh, there, man. That,
3: wow!
1: It, that's breaking hardcore kayfabe right there because this man happens to be from our neck of the woods. I don't know if I've ever told the story on here. But back when her and I were much younger, and we were. Much, well, back when I her and I were much younger, we were watching something, and he was on at WWE. And someone, an older relative of hers, went, "Oh, look, it's Horseface Lenny. We remember him from down the block." I'm not even making this fucking shit up. Right? <laughs> they went, like, "Oh, it's Horseface Lenny," and everybody knew. So, him. All I'm And he and, and he is built. He is built for my neck of the woods. So uh, yeah, apparently they used to know this him as. <laughs> they used to know him as Horseface Lenny. Apparently, people all I'm knew saying. him.
2: What episode is this wrong right now?
1: Like four fifty something, four fifty. I don't even know. Four sixty one, I think.
2: All I'm saying is four hundred sixty one episodes. Stasis has never been on the show. I would not be against story time with Stasis. All right.
1: <laughs> For horseface <laughs> Lenny,
2: horse face Lenny story. Horseface Lenny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that might be the greatest fucking thing ever. Anyway. Oh God!
2: Good lord. I'll never be able to see that now. Every time I, hear, every time I see a wall, I'm going to take it.
1: I got to get that off the fucking screen. Bye. was an hour.
2: That's fucking
1: nuts. Don't mind me. Just checking the news. <laughs>
2: Trying to get away from watch face. <laughs> I'm never going to recover from that. I swear to God.
1: All right, fellas. Well, it's time for the, I guess, somewhat weekly, because we're going to be doing the poll now. Uh, but first, we're going to be obviously reviewing NXT and some of the news involving NXT, which means that they're going to be doing, according to Wrestling Observer, they're going to be starting July house shows. They're going to be starting 200 to 400 seat venues in Central and Northern Florida, basically what is called the Coconut Loop in the business. When you when you do a loop from Central to Northern Florida, and uh, the the idea is the talent will get vaccinated as soon as they start running in some of the more heavy right wing markets because mask ordinances won't be in place in right-wing areas, obviously. So uh, that is what you have. You have them running loop. You have them running coconut loops. As funny as that sounds, Central and Northern Florida is called the coconut loop. You can make good money because no one gives a shit what you do. I'm just kidding. Uh, but Brian Alvarez has also said that he was given the impression that they will not be returning to Full Sail University. And they're not sure if the plans are gonna change, but then it doesn't seem like they're going back to full sale. And that could be because of the amount of money they made they they invested in that Capital Wrestling Center that NXT is at now. And uh Jim Valley, who was the co host of the show, he said that he also heard they're not returning, so most likely that's the end of them being at full sale. And the return to normality will not include that. Other NXT news states that Daniel Bryan is not part of the New Japan talks anymore. He was part of the early talks, but uh, they said that he hasn't been part of any recent talks. And the New Japan wouldn't agree to any deal unless they felt it was extremely beneficial to them. And that regularly, WWE's tried to talk to them in the past and it's gotten them nowhere. And that the difference this time is being Nick Khan's attempt. But the deal, according to Wrestling Observer, they said uh, it's not about screwing AEW out of their deal with New Japan. They said that this deal was more likely to be NXT focused. Which I kind of thought. I don't feel like that's a big revelation. But it feels like it's gonna be a more NXT focused deal with things more beneficial between NXT and New Japan. So uh but we don't really know yet. There's still the talks are still ongoing. So and also yes,
2: see what
1: comes of it. hmm And also you've been seeing these vignettes for the diamond mine that have been happening on NXT recently. And uh from what we're hearing they had plans to do this since late 2020. And that apparently this was going to be potentially an NXT MMA style brand. It would be the equivocal to some called it NXT underground. Comparing it to Raw Underground. And that uh, they said in these commercials, you see the Fusion XL bags. Which is a brand that teaches Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and MMA. And that according to Wrestling Inc., there's a lot of MMA fighters that are sponsored by Fusion XL, including Ronaldo Jacare Souza, Platinum Mike Perry, Alex Spartan Nicholson, Alan Noguete Ngu- Pat, Patrick, uh, Julian J. Smooth Smooth Williams, George Patino Mac- Macaco, um, Phil Fresh Prince Roll, R- Rodolfo Black Belt Hunter, Vieira Jacob Buda. Um, Shafiel, Rafael, Rafael, so- Rafael Souza, Ben Killer, B. Sanders, Cleveland, McLean, Thiago, Banahina, um, Bello, Lucas Alexander, Matt Ferriolo, um, Angel Mercado, Joe Party, um Rashawn Jackson, and Hannah Goldie. So there's a speculation there's some connection between that and this diamond mine being some sort of an NXT MMA brand. Don't ask me how or why they would want that or how that would work. I'm certainly not interested in that.
2: After Raw Underground, I don't know. No.
1: Yeah, I know. I hear you. All right, well, let's talk about the weeklies and then go into the polls here because we started off with the NXT title number one contender triple threat match, Kylo Riley, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne, with the finish being Adam Cole coming in and interfering, super kicking Kylo Reilly. Um, I believe the whole match, was it thrown out? The entire match was thrown out because he attacked all three men. Mm hmm. Yeah, let me get my NXT tools out for you guys real quick. Sorry. We're live, as you know.
2: We do it live. Fuck it.
1: Mm hmm. We do it live. Fuck it. That should be the name of the episode if I could get away with it.
2: Man, if we could do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, bear with me. Ah, here we are. Uh, really nice sequence here. Just wanted to bring this up on the screen. We could talk about it as we walk walk everybody through it. <laughs> So he rolls Pete Dunn out of the ring. Kyle O'Reilly rolls Pete Dunn out of the ring from the ankle lock. And then freaking Gargano hits him with a farm on the outside. And then right here, Gargano hits that kick for the slingshot DDT. But it gets blocked. And then Dunn's grabbing his, his arm from the other side of the rope. And then O'Reilly gives him the dragon screw leg whip in the middle rope to Dunn oh, onto Pete Dunn and then like, this oh, was the cool part with Gargano hitting the tornado DDT that kicks Dunn off of the ropes while the cover, nailing Kyle with it with
4: cross, into the cover, that was probably oh,
1: per- the sequence of the whole match like that was crazy yeah I did like that so much we saw the stuff there mm-hmm. very cool stuff there and then there was another nice sequence here I thought it was really cool with these cartwheels
4: Easy, <laughs> Success oh, in the past. For by Don oh, trying to measure as well.
1: See right there, he brings him out to slam in the cartwheels. I always like when he does that. suplex no, an cartwheels. And O'Reilly continuing to apply the pressure. Back up comes Gargano. and it gives him one two Right on top. I thought that was also solid. Everyone in here is good, so I'm not going to find anything to really to complain about. You know,
2: it's like this was one of those matches where it
1: could only be fantastic.
2: Mhm.
1: And then uh there was these brutal blows by Don. Also, all of his bro- blows are brutal, but I like the way that this looked here. Everything God does look. be
0: Successful leader of the way, showing Candace and Indy the path to becoming champions.
1: Brains he has Gargano has Kyle up. He reverses. Maybe to Dart
4: O'Reilly. O'Reilly able to counter now to Riley, trying to look for a backslide center of the ring. Gargano trying to block, but
1: there's. King. Look at how much kicking goes on here.
4: To O'Reilly, drop kick to Gargano. That's a capitalized
1: lit elbow. Oh, then he stomps both his hands, kicks him in the head. there Pete Dunne
6: now about to win this one by half. Power bomb, cover,
4: count. The Gargano speed.
1: And then he reverses that kick. I like that too. Now O'Reilly
4: shoulders down, rolls through. Gargano Look
1: at this whole thing, right? Dun counters. Explex.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wild.
1: That is nuts. You know what I love about Pete Dunne's
2: Explex versus when I see Ambrose does He Literally just hurls you in the air. From that point, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Like everything, this, this, this that sequence on, on its own is literally why Pete Dunne's probably one of my favorite British wrestlers on the freaking planet. Everything he does goes from move to move to move to move. He knows what he's gonna do three moves ahead before he's even hit the first one.
1: Yeah, and they also had a lot of nice. Exchanges, hard exchanges here.
4: That's what this is all about. And all three men now center of the ring in a kick by O'Reilly. And this is what it means to be the NXT Champion. As the NXT Champion, you are the best wrestler in the world. And
2: O'Reilly. That's all impact.
4: With every kick, a swing and a miss. Roll through Gargano this time. Goal! A little help from Dunn. The assist from the Bruiserway.
1: Again with those feet. That sucks. Gargano,
4: another kick swinging and a miss. Gargano with surgery rocks
1: done. So many freaking exchanges and blows look, accent smash there, and then the Inseguri to the rope. Then he does the Nigel McGinnis, comes back with a super kick. Then he comes back again, comes back with a double clothesline. That was cool, man. Awesome.
2: This match looked like it hurt
1: so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really did. And then, of course, like we talked about, Just when it's getting good, here comes Adam Cole, baby.
4: And Gargano, the only superstar in the ring right now, done trying to pull himself back to his feet, but O'Reilly
1: with the steel chair. And the steel chair. And Gargano throws it at him as he's coming in for this Tope Suicida.
0: Hits
1: the ref, too. This match. what a bastard right smushed the poor ref in between the cage wall and done he gets in the ring and then regal and everybody has to come out to fucking get him now there's something really cool here that i want to point out let me go a little bit fork i want to so regal and everybody comes to get him right i really like that he does this first off all for starters there's a real thing to go oh! one more before i leave I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. now i'm out, I'm out. <laughs> okay, now I'm good. <laughs> the other thing is, this is how you book good. This show was booked so good, it's a shame that it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. So watch what they do here. okay? I'm going. I'm going. Adam Cole's leaving. Regal and security is trying to get him there. Okay. They're trying to put him backstage. You know, they're talking him down, getting him out of here.
4: See, they're trying to get him
1: to leave. At the same time that they're getting him to leave, Ember's going to come out. She's storming to the ring because she's hot about what happened with her and Raquel Gonzalez. In the meantime, Regal's busy dealing with her. So there's chaos here. Actual chaos because the two angles are overlapping. Right? So Regal's trying to get rid of him. While at the same time you hear Ember in the ring and she's calling Raquel Gonzalez out, the two of them come to blows, right? So there's just the two of them coming to blows, getting their asses kicked. And now security's late, but it makes sense, unlike in other shows, because Regal was genuinely fucking distracted with another situation that was going on. You managed to make your authority figure not look like an asshole, because there was literally too many wheels moving for this guy to be able to keep control of the situation. That's how you keep your authority figure looking like an authority figure and making it look like the, the situation has just become overwhelming. You see what I mean? As opposed to some shit where somebody's just looking in the opposite direction or not in their office you know what I mean it's like this made sense because they let the two things overlap so now he's here dealing with that he just came from dealing with Adam Cole now he's trying to get rid of Raquel Gonzalez you know and then what makes this even better is while he's trying to get rid of Raquel This makes it even more perfect when Dakota Kai comes from the behind because it actually is distracting amongst everything else going on that this bitch would then come from fucking behind and attack you. Regal can't be in three places at once. He was already getting Raquel Gonzalez there. I give him credit for being as fast as he was back to the ring after getting rid of Adam Cole. But you see, this is how you create good chaos. You see what I mean? That's why I like NXT. That organically all came together. I can believe my suspension of disbelief allows me to believe that the the security and Regal would not have been able to make it in time because they were dealing with Adam Cole. And then they wouldn't have been able to do deal with the code if they're trying to get rid of Raquel. You see, like that's how you put together things and make it all fucking fit. Where sometimes on Raw, they'll just have somebody come through the curtain for their time while somebody else is still doing a promo and the things don't fucking link up at all. They're just doing it because they're busy. It's also funny, Sit like this and how good NXT's be is why I resent
2: Raw. Because, I'm sorry, Raw should not even be getting 100,000 views and shit as they fucking are. NXT should be the one with the 1, 2, and 3 millions every fucking week.
1: But they don't get it because everybody's got Raw burnout by the time NXT <laughs> shows up. And there was so much chaos and it overlapped so cleanly into the next segment that you let most of your fans, not me, but most of your fans completely forgot that you fucked them out of a triple threat number one contenders match and that they don't know who the number one contender is thanks to that. Right. Because we were watching Kyle O'Reilly. I was like, wait a minute. You know, we we're watching <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, Gargano, and Pete Dunne. And normally, because what Roar would do is they'd put on a Make-A-Wish commercial or go straight to Some You'd be like, fuck, man, that was so stupid. Nothing happened. But they didn't give you a moment to think about it. You don't know who the number one contender is. That got thrown out. But it went straight into the Ember thing, into the Raquel thing, into the Regal thing, into the Dakota thing. That's how you make everything lose control while keeping the people entertained enough that they're not worried about who the number one fucking contender is. You know? It's going to it's gonna hit them back It's gonna hit them later on that they still don't know, and then they're gonna be like, "Hmm, but we're." It'll hit them next week. It'll hit them next week. When you say we still don't have a number one contender, oh yeah, we don't, because you booked good. I gotta go. I'm gonna just show this real quick. So this is outside. Remind me, this is a Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, and they're being confronted by a Swerve Scott stable, right? Listen to this. We
7: gonna find out who's what. We gonna find out who's what. First off check your little homie because right now y'all both about to wind up on the
6: hit list that's not some place you want to be mm. what's up man? Hey, that's right
5: let's get this money man we came to get money not to deal with these dorks <laughs> blow this popsicle stand. <laughs> popsicle stand
1: who says let's blow this popsicle stand in 2021 man <laughs> what have you ever been to a fucking have you ever been to a popsicle stand destin bro popsicle stands where they stopped calling shit pop when i was born Let's blow this popsicle stand Popsicle stand, he said That's not very we, modern at all every time What is I he go doing?
2: A shake, I'm like, I think that's what they're going to say Popsicle stand?
1: Dorks? Let's, let's blow this popsicle stand Oh lord He couldn't even be like Brian Alvarez And call him geeks
2: he called him dorks
1: We have a singles match of LA Knight versus Jake Atlas With the finish being Jake Atlas Was that that cartwheel DDT that he does With a Cameron Grimes assist Okay. Yo, fucking Cameron Grimes laugh when he was standing next to fucking
2: DiBiase was the most animated and funny thing I've ever seen in my fucking life.
4: And now Knight trying to charge right back in all the way to the top rope. Well, we've mentioned it before. Walton lets us. in the nickel. Oh. Could be out, Atlas. Top rope, Jake Atlas looking for that cartwheel. DDT. Put your money on Atlas. Cover. You gotta be kidding me! Huge win for Atlas.
2: You are the winner.
1: That is awesome.
2: There's so much body movement that laugh. Look like great. an anime
1: character. That is fantastic.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Adam Cole has a promo where he talks about he took out three of NXT's top guys in one night, he wants the title back, he's been gone for two months, he sees right through Karrion Cross, and he thinks that he's overrated, and he doesn't deserve to be there. Very observant of you, my friend. Those are good, observant things to say about this guy, because I'm not feeling him either. He really lights him up, and he fucking ruins him in a lot of ways, so I like that.
5: Humor me, tell me a story, me. entertain me, Mr. Cole. Explain to I me. I would be happy to, Mr. Overrated.
4: The truth is, you ain't Adam Cole, baby, and you never will be. Because this brand has done everything in their power to make you Feel special. Well, you, you got the cool music. You got the lights. You got the fog machine. You got the girl. You know what they do to make Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell.
7: Ouch.
1: There's Cut the burn you, right there.
2: I handed them to you.
1: And he throws water and shit too, right? He throws like a bottle of water at him. Fuck his whole life. Run your entrance. Like... The one thing that I give him credit for is that uh carrying cross that is is that at least his valet she's not there or her manager whatever the fuck she is, she's not there like interfering or getting on the ropes or anything for the most part she's just there to be like i told you so after he wrecks you you know like yeah, that keeps scarlet, him strong that she's not constantly interfering
2: scarlet does well at just having her presence there like
1: yeah exactly it,
2: you, you've noticed in, like in all of carrying cross's matches at some point you can almost forget she's there because she just doesn't do anything but mm-hmm. that's the purpose she serves and she serves it
1: well. Yeah, exactly. I totally like, agree. Carrie
2: and Cross, as much as we'll say about him, Carrie and Cross is just straight out beating people. There's no fuck finishes or anything. It's just Carrie and Cross, like, you know, suplex jack strap straight jacket. Bang, that's it. We've never heard about all oh, but there was interference, there was the ropes and this and that. Like, no, he just straight out beats people. hmm She almost serves more as like a messenger. In a way like whenever he's going when, before he won the title, whenever he would target somebody new. Like you you would never see him, you'd always see her. Which I feel like that works even better for him.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, moving along in our adventure here, you had some Zia Lee shit, because you can't not have Zilee stuff, right? Never. Let me get this up on the screen. My first match ever. You tried to bring shame to my name You tried And disgrace my family I feel sick when I watch this match I've been waiting for the moment For four years Now I'm a true warrior and you stand in the way of my destiny?
4: Mercedes I take over I will Hurge You
1: Well, that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, I'd forgotten that this was a May Young Classic rematch.
1: Yeah. It was a good match too. Oh yeah. Then we have the NXT Cruiserweight title match, Kushida defending against Carmelo Hayes, finished being the hoverboard lock, of course. The how's Carmelo Hayes doing in this? You know? Time splitter strikes again. But I will say this, look at this guy's work. This is pretty solid here. Let's take a little glance yeah. here at what I'm about to try yeah, to
4: got...
1: He's very athletic.
4: Hayes hey, going up, going over. Both supercharged back to their feet, and here's where the pace
1: kicks look good.
4: Right. right to the stomach. Kushida Black!
1: Nice arm drag there.
4: This is really my first good look. A Camelo Hayes. I can tell you, Royal.
6: Right.
1: The drop kick. See this guy. Solid fundamentals. This
6: guy is an unbelievable. You yeah,
1: well, what the do you think is, of him? Yeah, dude did
2: good. Everything he did flowed very well. So yeah, it's. I would definitely like to see, like, they need to start bringing this guy back again, because this guy did good.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really did.
2: Like, he hung with Kushida in this match.
1: Yeah, also, oops, give me a second here. Sorry. Okay. Also, check this. I was trying to get that screen up. Check this one out too. I Thought this was a cool cartwheel style Valley kick the here. I, mean, I Think it was a cartwheel that he does.
6: We know he can take a beating. We know he needs a small window of opportunity to lock in one of his submissions.
2: So
1: see, something like a capoeira kick. Capoeira style kick that he does there looked really good.
2: I think that's exactly what it was, broomah.
1: Mhm. A little bit later in the match, we had this.
6: Super kick. Super kick. Carmelo Hayes clearly fast. No. With no.
1: Fireman's carry. Wants
6: too often, this is
1: Kushida brings off. him around Haze into that, face again goes Hayes. into the face here from he the knee, the and then a springboard. Oh. See what was that?
4: Springboard. Don't necessarily know what he was going for, but he got something. Trus- I
2: don't know what that was. Sure. It looked like a springboard clothesline, and maybe his lower body shot forward. I
1: don't know what happened. Might have been a botch because I couldn't tell what the hell that was. You know? And then lastly, I believe this was La Mystica. This used to be Mystico, a.k.a. First Sin Cara's. Uh, or at least it reminds me of it if it isn't directly it.
4: And now it's Kushida measuring the challenger. Hayes back to his feet. Kushida swings wildly. Hayes picks up the pace, goes up, goes around. Drops Kushida face first. Is this Hayes' moment? Hayes into the cover. Title the line. And
1: Kushida. Yep, that was, that was- That's what it was, right? La Mystica. Yep, was I was looking. One. I was like, oh, look. He uses it too.
2: Sometimes it used to get um, hit into a
1: are, but yeah, overall, that was Lumistica. He looks good. I like him. I'll give him credit. See, oh, that's yeah, how you like make a new guy good. look good. Uh, there was a non-title tag team match of Zayda Ramir and Zoe Stark against The Waves, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Uh, the finish was, was like a wicked step sis- sister, and uh, Indy doing the British Savage, which I believe they called the Wicked Savage.
2: Yeah, it's a springboard elbow drop, which, I mean, that's a tall girl to be doing springboards.
1: Yeah, right? She is really big. (laughs) That's
4: probably why it was made. Now the tag (laughs) champions coming back to their best. Put this one to bed. And take a look at the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, the Wicked Stepsister, followed by Pretty Savage. It's Wicked
2: Savage shooting the half. Cover, count.
1: Yeah, that elbow. She's
2: so tall, she doesn't even need to spring on the springboard.
1: Nope, gravity just just assists her.
2: <laughs> it's more of a lunge than anything else.
1: Yeah, that shit is brutal. I like it. NXT tag team title match. MSKs, Nash Carter, and Wesley defending the championship against uh Legada del Fantasma, Joaquin Wild, and Raul Mendoza being accompanied by Santos Escobar. And uh honestly the the finish was uh essentially a freaking uh it was like a sandwich style finisher, which I'll show you what I mean when I bring it up on the screen here. It was a, it was a Bronson Reed sandwich. You'll see what I'm talking about. Because he was interfering. He He was interfering. Santos on the outside, and he gets killed. leaving them open.
4: Central's Escobar back in the rat trap knocks down Mendoza. Wild left to himself. Wild hey. Sweetness gets caught. Gets hoisted. And now Lee realizing it.
1: Done. Wild
4: Sweetness cover. Mendoza's out.
1: They whipped their asses there. I believe that was the main event, right?
2: That was the closer.
1: That was the closer. With NXT bringing in 668,000 viewers with the key demographic uh, not being available this week. Because in order for me to give you the key demographic, they would have to at least be in the top 150 shows, which they were not. If you're not in the top 150 shows, you do not have a demographic. You're too low for there to be one. So, 668,000 viewers, no relevant numbers in any demographic. That's a first.
2: I didn't even
1: know that was possible. Well, now you do. And now it's your power. No, fucking true. Okay, God. I guess it's time for well, the poll. Man. I almost forgot, right? Yeah. All right, good Lord. This whole thing was to get to the voting poll. This is NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021. Not that anyone's going to be watching it with those numbers. Just us. <laughs> but if y'all y'all motherfuckers th- had a poll, y'all be watching it. I'll give you guys a minute to click it. It's also on the top of talkbrunch.com. I'm also gonna give mine a minute to boot in there. Yeah. For those of you who are new,
2: we do these polls. If you're part of the live audience, we do these polls in real time with everybody. Mhm. Sure
1: do. You
2: tell me who else does that shit? And the best part about it is we only a
1: whiteboard and some dry erase markers. Don't no, fuck with you. Yeah, terrible <laughs> handwriting. All right, NXT Takeover <laughs> in your house, 2021. We're I starting don't to
2: leave with... that part out. You just asked.
1: <laughs> We're starting off with the women's title match. Raquel Gonzalez being accompanied by Dakota Kai defending against Ember Moon.
2: Yeah, obviously, definitely got to be Raquel from this one. But when they made this match, it got me thinking: if they, if they, re- if there's something they want to do to get Raquel over, have this be a theme? Have her, her at least her first few challenges all be former champions? Because I mean, Ember Moon's a former NXT Women's Champion, so and that's yeah. not exactly when it comes to the women's titles. That's not exactly an easy one to keep hold of.
1: Okay, I'm going with Keltu, too. Obviously, I don't think Ember's taking the title. It's
2: it, it too soon for her to be losing losing that title. It's, I think it's actually her. First, yeah, it's like her first, second defense.
1: So next we got a. Oop, sorry about that, guys. I know I went all crazy on the screen. Then next we got a singles match. Uh, this is Zaylee uh, against Mercedes Martinez. God, I want to say this is Zaylee's.
2: I think this is her first takeover. I believe. Huh. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, not only the fact that I mean has been great lately, but yeah. Definitely gotta give this one to Ziley. Yeah, and
1: Diancia. Right. Go I wonder if
2: we're gonna get interference from Dioncha.
1: Sure, we will, and they're gonna turn her into one too. All right, that one was easy. Uh, singles match: L.A. Knight against Cameron Grimes with Ted DiBiase. What's Ted DiBiase doing there? Is he the ref? No, right? No, he's just uh here because I've been
2: well, I've been hearing off and on. I don't know if we even talked about it on, the, on the show, but I've been hearing talk that the Million Dollar Belt might be coming back. So. Maybe he's scouting who he's going to pass that belt off
1: to. Yeah, it would have been cool if they built that up a little bit more if that was the plan.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I guess they kind of figure when you see Dibiase that belt can't be that far away.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes for this one.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that Cameron has a, a NXT a takeover win under his belt.
1: I yeah, mean, everybody knows
2: it. like like Eli Drake, LA Knight, whatever you want to call him. But I think yeah, Cameron Grimes definitely needs himself a takeover win.
1: And he deserves it with such an entertaining gimmick. Oh my
2: god, yes! The guy, this is the best he's been in NXT, and LA Knight just got here. Like LA Knight can afford to lose Takeover. Cameron Grimes has been white hot lately. He is consistently one of the most entertaining parts of NXT. So.
1: mm hmm. All right, and that brings us to the NXT Fatal Five Way match. Yeah, for... because after uh, the craziness, William Regal decided, "Fuck it, give them all." So it'll be Karrion Cross with Scarlett defending the championship against Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole.
2: This is the first time ever this many people have challenged for the NXT title at once. And what do you see happening here? Oh, this is a tough one. One thing I can see outside of the win, I think they they could possibly use this match to give us more Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly in the future.
1: Hmm. I mean maybe but do you see anybody winning the title or the or title changing hands it's a tough one right did i lose you don't know what happened there i don't know if i lost that's in there for a minute but uh i do not like the idea of carrying cross with the title right now just because i like told you guys before i find him very unconvincing like out of everybody as a champion like scarlet has more of a presence than he does let see if i oh yeah the call dropped interesting But yeah, for this one, this is a tough one for me. I would like it to go back to Adam Cole, but would they take it off of Karrion Cross is the question that I got to ask. Let me see if I can get Destin back on the call here, guys. Just bear with me for a minute. If I can get this sorted. Hold on one sec. All right. Anyway, for this one, who do you guys think is going to take it? I'm going to try to... He's trying to reconnect him. I mean, I think for the sake of... uh, he said, keep it on Cross or put it on Johnny to, to piss people off. But where do you go after that? Like, that one would be weird. I would sooner think Adam Cole or Karrion Cross, especially after the promo that they had. So, if I had to pick one, it would be one of those two. I think I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Just kind not really think that that Karrion Cross things work fine. I know it might stay on him, but I just want to go with the wild card here. All right, and that is that. I'm going to hit the finish survey button here. You guys can all do the same. And that'll bring it to a close. And yeah, once again, as always, if there's any matches added between now and Sunday, I'm going to add them to the top of the poll. And you guys are going to be able to check with the proper timestamp and see what the hell's going on. Uh, So if I put it in like 8 p.m. Sunday, which hopefully will be before that, you can see it on the timestamp. Just answer the ones that you didn't answer before, and you can skip all the rest and it'll be added to the full tally. Okay, so that brings us to the next weekly on our list here AEW Dynamite episode 88 of Friday Night Dynamite still being rescheduled as a result of everything going on this starts off with a non-title tag team match of the Young Bucks Matt and Nick Jackson being accompanied by Brandon Cutler going up against Death Triangles Pac and Penta El Cero Miero and finishes with Brandon Cutler knocking Pac off the ropes and then Nick essentially covering him and then afterward the Bucks wind up picking the bones and Eddie Kingston comes in for the running despite his previous issues with everything that was going on. So uh, there was a there was quite a few spots here that I want to talk to you guys about. One of them was the there was basically what I like to call the fuck it dive. Give me a minute, because I gotta bring NXAEW back up on the screen. One sec here.
6: Still to come tonight, big tag team match.
1: Because he doesn't actually dive. Top
6: contender, Jungle Boy, taking off private party.
1: What basically happens here, if anybody was listening on the podcast version, uh, because they're heels, the Bucks are working differently, and essentially he's going to go for a dive. But when he goes to hit the rope, he hits it on both sides, and he slides under, and then just decides to run all the way around the ring, and then go for a clothesline.
6: Look at this! That's why Matt Jackson is one of the great athletes in, impe- in uh, rather in AEW. this is uh
1: because when you're a heel, you're supposed to get heat. You're not supposed to go for high spots, you know. So I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I did like the fear factor counter. Then there was a reversal chain into the Penta Destroyer, followed by Matt doing a Destroyer as well. That was very solid. Um, I think that was probably the best sequence of the entire match. So I'll bring that up for you guys here. Back
6: kicks. Tactical error by Nick Jackson And I'm not so sure this would be a major upset It'd be an upset most people's eyes They were looking for that combination fear factor that Ray Phoenix and Penta like to use But Nick Jackson felt it coming nice drop step there by the bastard pack great exchange by both men Penta huge destroyer But into the corner. Yeah, bad break there for Penta and Pack. Shoulder to the midsection by Matt Jackson who made the blind tag and he comes over the destroyer of his own! Wow. Amazing. Just amazing these athletes we have here in AEW. Matt Jackson charging in, low bridge. Hangs on to the top though, both Pack and Matt Jackson landing on the apron. Dangerous territory. The best tag team in the world are having to be on their very best game. I guess the
1: and then this apron stuff here was brutal. Nick it's looking at one the package oh. pile driver and the German oh. suplex.
6: The fear factor, the package pile driver, the German.
1: I got you back. Yeah, we're just going over the AEW stuff.
2: Yeah, my apologies. Not sure what happened with uh, my setup over here.
1: Mm-hmm. And not no worries. All kinds of weird shit's been happening with the internet lately. And then lastly, my favorite thing here was the uh, was this finish.
6: So much more. The big. Bullies. We gotta start Imagine calling him tonight. You do not want to miss a second.
1: Penta two masks.
6: For <laughs>
1: this was great. I, I don't think I've seen somebody do this. Penta. So Nick throws the ref in the front, and then when he's distracted, he goes to rip off Penta's mask. He kicks him, rips off his mask, and then throws it. But Penta has another mask underneath. If I was ready. He turns around, he's standing, he's like, No! I love that he goes, Oh my god! <laughs> like when Turner, he surprises the guy. he gets kicked with a low blow and then he gets hit with the package power driver. see that's what you get for being an asshole Nick and, he, and then he tags in uh, freaking pock for the black arrow back up to the top two what a far save right
2: yo he he came from so far like I y you, you ever you ever see somebody come from so far and it's like there's no fucking way you shouldn't be able to jump get that far away and get the save.
1: Yeah, but he did it.
2: You know what he reminded me of you remember that referee in TNA uh Rudy Charles, the one that I always used to jump from like halfway across the ring to get a fucking pin count? hmm Yeah, that was that was like a Rudy <laughs> Charles. Save.
1: Yeah, that was ridiculous. But yeah, I, and love, I
2: not only do I love the Joker look though, I love the new setup with Daly's mm-hmm. plans now
1: yeah yeah definitely where it's like
2: you know like you could have you see the wall with the logo and then you see the crowd right above it that's a really nice touch
1: mm-hmm. it gives you it still gives you some social distancing from the ring you know
2: yeah but it also gets them really close to like the um, the entrance way because i because i think you probably saw it um that kid that came out I, I don't know if this was dynamite dark or elevation i can't remember exactly why i saw it but penta comes out to the ring and this kid with a penta mask comes up and basically gets a fist bump and then go back to his seat
1: oh yeah oh yeah it was the coolest thing i've ever seen because i was like that made that kid's fucking year yeah well that's very cool so next we got uh the debut of mark henry which i just want to bring this up for a minute because Welcome look here be
6: the world's strongest man mark henry
1: could they not afford to give Mark Henry music with all the licensed music they've been buying? The
6: broadcast team here in all elite wrestling. Yeah,
1: this was weird. Was like, they not already have music ready.
6: Yeah, strong. No pun
4: intended.
6: Well,
1: <laughs> everyone seems to get music, but not Mark Henry.
6: I got to get Mark Henry signed his first pro contract back in the day. After we saw dunk in the NBA All Star Game in the mid '90s.
1: I just thought they could have done something better for him. All yeah. they've been doing is licensed music, and they didn't even have, like, some stock music from him in the back. And then they ask him if he was ever going to get back in the ring again. But if you notice something about this segment, there's no point in asking Mark anything. Because I always say never trust Mark when he's wearing anything salmon or pink.
0: <laughs> right. It's we like automatically,
1: I'm taking this shit at face value here. And uh, this is quickly interrupted because Vicky's coming out to introduce La Sombra, a.k.a. Andrade. But what's weird about it is that uh now he has another name, right? Like what's his new name? I don't even fucking remember.
2: Andrade El Idolo.
1: El Ido. So and the thing about it that's really interesting is Excalibur, they know Cell WW when they talk about his accomplishments. But like they basically they're like, This man was a was a multiple champion all over the place. Let me see if I could get it to that part.
2: by the way basically it translates to andrade the idol
6: did she just say andrade el idolo (laughs) oh my god it is andrade el idolo one of the most talented wrestlers in the world he has indeed held championships all over the world just about every championship you can win in cmll He's an IWGP Intercontinental Champion. And he has arrived here alongside Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, he's a big time in-ring product, no doubt about it. All those championships
0: will.
1: So what do you think of him being there?
0: Hey.
2: Okay. Turn the fucking guy loose. Let's see what's gonna happen. I do I am excited about it because when it comes to certain people like the Pentas, the Phoenixes, when he comes back. Whenever they bring in a Laredo kid, there's a lot of really fun matchups I think he can have.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I've always enjoyed
2: his stuff. And now with, as Aleister Black put it, no shackles, God knows what this guy's actually going to be able to do. And actually, it's funny, we didn't um talk about it. Did you notice uh, from, I think, uh, the last match he had with, with Oscar Charlotte's little shout-out to Andrade?
1: No, what was it?
2: In, uh, in the match with Oscar, she hit his spinning back elbow.
1: Oh, did she really?
2: Yeah, that one where she kicks the feet down and swipes the elbow. Yeah, she hit that move. It didn't look as vicious, but she hit it.
1: Okay, that's pretty cool. That is yeah, a good old I saw a clip
2: of it earlier day, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have seen this before when that match happened.
1: Hmm. So Andrade, he gives a speech here. I guess or he gives a promo. I shouldn't say a speech, right? I'm going to bring that up and share in the chat for you guys. They shared it on social media.
6: Alongside Vicky. face
2: of Latinos.
5: But today, I am saying I will be the new face of all elite wrestling.
1: Yeah. Good luck to you. And apparently they said that uh, Andrade and Tony Khan met in Florida the week that he was released from WWE and that a deal between the two wasn't made in the first meeting and that he had some demands that stalled the negotiations because he wanted creative control and power to veto against losing matches. And uh, eventually what happened was uh, he uh, eventually what wound up happening was they gave him some partial creative control from what I'm reading here. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did hear here he does have some level of control over his character. Yeah, and uh, he also wants to be able to work with other countries. I mean, companies, rather, and uh, talk with Impact. And uh, and they were also willing to agree with his creative control, but they were too far apart with money and how many dates he wanted to work. They were close to a one-off appearance, but that didn't happen. But he does have some creative control here in AEW. Uh, that's never a good place to go, I'll be honest. That didn't do any favors for Nitro. Yeah, like, do you ever think that wrestlers should have creative control?
2: To an extent, I feel like I don't know if I necessarily say creative control as much as a good portion of say. Man, George does make a good point. I believe Moxley does have creative control over his character. I feel like maybe certain people it works better than others. Like, there's certain people where it's like they should not, they should be given zero creative control of their fucking character because they get out of control. That's a lot of what I think went wrong with Hogan, but. Uh, but then there's some people where I feel like at least in a case of an Andrade, he would want creative control so that he can avoid in every way, shape, and possible how his run in WWE ended. Where he just has one of having a mid card title run that means nothing and then he's just sitting on his ass for three months and then get sent home.
1: Yeah. So well we're gonna see how this works out for him. I really hope that it works good. Oh yeah.
2: Guy has all the potential in the world to be fantastic. You just gotta let him be fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next we have the uh, the tag team match of the Nightmare Family, of course, because we gotta get the job with it. Cody Lee and Lee Johnson being accompanied by Arn Anderson against the Factory, which is Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall. With the finish being Aaron Solo distracts the ref and Agogo comes in with a cheap shot for QT to cover, but but Anthony, the stupid thing is Anthony Agogo still in the ring when this happens. Did you notice that? Yeah, I noticed he was still in the ring. Like this was put together I like was shit. To... You know, like that's not like like terrible. Let me see if I could bring this up on the screen. Cause I got to switch back from the other video that we had up on here. But yeah, really fucking sad. Is this it here?
6: Cody, his hand look at went this down Ooh. by his waist. A goggle comes in the right hand across the jaw. All the line, the Cody after that right hand from the Olympian.
1: But a go-go still standing in there, you know? It's like he did the punch and and, and slid out. The ref counting with him standing over him. <laughs> Riff was like, fuck the favorite I gotta get this three in. Yeah, that is insane. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what other spots were in here? There was also Anthony Agogo's stiff bump on Cody. Let's yeah, go back Cody to that.
6: Agogo sent Lee Johnson into the barricade at ringside. And now Gogo climbing back in the ring. QT's very close to tapping, but a go-go! The frog splash! Unprotected frog splash from the top by the illegal man on Cody Rhodes. He's wiped him out with that. Look at that. Look at the nose. He could be bleeding from the nose after that shot. And a go-go with that rib injury. He claims he was overtraining in preparation for the match of Cody Rhodes. It certainly affected him this past Sunday night. With QT Marshall, oh, Diamond Cutter! He diamond! He, he
1: cut, uh, And he hits a diamond cutter, right? How crazy is that? Right. Good looking diamond cutter, but yeah, I wouldn't expect that. Here's the thing about that, though, after the diamond cutter. Here comes a late break. That Lee Johnson guy is clumsy. Watch this. Shoddy stuff here. Late break.
6: Down with the diamond cutter. Nicely done. QT Cover. Cody covered.
1: has to kick out. No! No! Whoop. And then here oh, comes he Lee off the top late. Late, motherfucker. You know? Don't like it. Slip, Tommy. This is clearly a way to give experience to all those students, putting them in, all in a big angle together since they're the guys that are training together. The problem is that now what they have to do is now you establish them. You got to pull Cody out of that shitty feud, move them to darker elevation, and let them finish it and and keep them there.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, they've always used dark as the place where, like, they get people used to it, and then they gradually um, pull them back up. A lot of them, they mm-hmm. like, start on elevation, then they'll go to dark, then they'll come up to, to dynamite. You got mm-hmm. to let them climb that ladder up. Like you've thrown them in the deep end, you've seen they can swim. Now you got to make sure they can trade water.
1: Exactly. Inner Circle celebration, and I have to say, out of everyone, this was Hager's best promo of his career. Right. He looked like a badass out there, and he sounded good.
5: Us. They've double-crossed us. They tried to end us. Now they don't get to say when this is over. All five of you going to man up and take this ass-whooping. Again and again and again until we say it's over. You hear me, Wardlow? I hope you're listening. I'm pulling your man card first. You beat me in an AEW ring. Now I dare you to fight me in the one place I have never been beaten. An MMA cage fight. Oh,
6: wow. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I'm interested in
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how much better he is here, right? Well, it's pretty easy when you have at least a little bit of freedom there. Mm-hmm. Not a bunch of people writing his promos. A tag team match of Christian Cage and Jungle Boy against Private Party's Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn with the finish. What in the hell was the finish here? Let's just jump to it.
6: An AEW in my opinion. Private Party. Looking for the gin and juice, Jungle
1: Boy. Oh. Hangs
0: on,
6: Christian Cage eliminates.
1: Right, I did, I did, I did have this timestamp to show you. Do You see the way Jungle Boy nearly killed this guy? Oh my God, that was rough. Look at this. But
6: AEW, in my opinion, private party. Looking for the gin and juice, Jungle Boy. Hangs on, Christian
0: Cage eliminates. Dude.
6: It's Isaiah Cassidy Ooh. Mark Quinn dropped into the center of the ring On his head Snapped over the snare oh, trap here we go Snare trap cinched in.
2: Here we go
1: a- See snare trap if you didn't kill him off the top rope Right Yeah, be Crazy okay, Be really fucking careful You know Be really fucking careful And then check this out man Look at Sting It's Sting I love what? the new I love the new Sting and Sun shirts You know, those are awesome. (laughs) You stupid. (laughs) You stupid. I need to get me one of those.
2: Damn, son, you ain't
0: shit.
1: So one of the things that's been interesting that was in the dirt sheets was involving Britt Baker. Britt Baker definitely has supporters across the world. And some of those supporters include McDonald's. I heard about this. Do I heard about this at work. So McDonald's sent Britt Baker 15,000 Big Mac coupons to celebrate her title win. This is a shoot here. Matter of fact, here it is here. There is Britt Baker. And we're going to bring up on the screen the burger coupons. First, here's the letter from McDonald's. Hashtag Brit Mac. Congratulations on this accomplishment. Hope these coupons keep your fans well-fed on your favorite and this is oh, and keep your eyes peeled. We've got another thing coming your way. Another little thing coming with your friends at McDonald's. Okay. So uh, then she tweets, "Thank you, McDonald's, for sending fifteen thousand Brit Mac coupons for my championship celebration." So uh, yeah, McDonald's that is fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean you should be able to eat McDonald's if you win a championship. And so Burger King and the new chicken schnauzer. So yeah, but now just put some Target on her back including Thunder Rosa, who sent a message to her prior to Dynamite.
4: Felicidades. Congratulations. Congratulations to the new AW Women's Champion. Britt Baker, yes, you said that a new era
2: of AW Women's Division will start with you. But guess what, mi querida chismosa Dr. Zeta?
0: New Champions and new era comes with old enemies. Y si señores, yo, la mera mera tan de rosa, soy una de tus enemigas número uno. So tonight,
2: Britt Baker, I'm gonna show you once more why you are still afraid of me. Because tonight, I'm gonna beat the crap out of Reca Tajaca. Y la nueva era de tan de rosa empezará hoy mismo. That's some scary shit. Right? She is mad because she ain't get them coupons. Coupon hating ass.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. Also, side note: while we're talking about dynamite, Don Callis has officially been uh made a backstage consultant for AEW. John Moxley is out of action indefinitely. They probably gave him this time off to spend time with his kid. Yeah. Ray exactly Phoenix. what it
2: is because uh Renee is going to pop sometime soon. So.
1: Ray Phoenix is out of action with a groin injury because he throws it at everyone. Uh, <laughs> Shana, I knew that was
2: coming when I heard groin injury.
1: <laughs> Shauna, you remember Shauna? I remember Shauna, barely remember oh, Shauna. Oh, anyway, uh, there were issues with her and some of the other wrestlers. Um, there was a problem with how they quote unquote felt she treated them, and uh so they fired her. Basically, some of the extras, like some of the
2: newer girls, right?
1: Yeah, some of the extras and jobbers she was treating like shit, so they fired her. So. See? Don't be an asshole. We don't know the full yeah, story. They sure. shit. Assuming they're correct. Also, officially, Awesome Kong is no longer with AEW. I didn't even know she was still with them. When I, I, tell you, I heard I heard that and I was like,
2: she's been with them this whole time?
1: She gave them the WWE run that she had when she was karma. That's the so most you can get pregnant at the end. That's the most you could get out of her, the fucking appearance before she gets No, she what well, she got at the end that that was an excuse. Oh yeah. Because nobody ever saw any proof of that shit. Yeah no? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, because we got to wrap up soon. Uh, Where were we in the weeklies? I don't want to have to jump to, uh, to Khan. Oh, right, right, right. So the whole reason we were talking about Britt Baker and McDonald's was because this then, ta- this then comes into play with Dynamite. Right? She brings everybody some tasty burgers. I remember we when see. we talked about this earlier in the week. You were like, what the fuck are all these hamburgers doing here?
2: And I was like, I'll wait till he finds out.
1: No, I was talking about the people in the ring, not the... Uh, uh, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was before they bought out the tray Damn
2: All I'm uh, saying is We talked about it earlier Look at the titles
1: I know the title screenshot combination for this week Oh I can't wait to hear it You have to tell me after year I want it to be a spoiler Oh yeah Since Whoever kicked, clicks on the episode They already know it by that point Okay hold on Let me get to the celebration here With the burgers.
0: Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to
4: invite two people who I decided are worthy enough to come along for the ride with me
2: for a bite to eat. So, Tony, grab a burger. Rebel, grab a burger. Get pick it up, Tony. Pick it up with. Come on, Jesus, Tony. All right, and we're gonna hold them up.
1: (laughs) How good is that?
2: For the record, all those hamburgers. Yeah, those are um. And I'm talking about the dark people. Yeah, it's just people from dark.
1: <laughs> you guys want to get off YouTube for ten fucking seconds? Come to When you said all those hamburgers, and I'm talking about the dark people, I got so worried for a minute. <laughs> 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 I was like, I wasn't sure what you meant at first. Like, where is he going with this? Pass, okay. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck is he go? And I'm talking specifically about the dark people. <laughs> <laughs> the AEW dark television show not me <laughs> <laughs> he was like specifically I'm going to single out the dark people here <laughs> I was like oh no let's not do that
0: <laughs> no, I- <laughs> you know I didn't think
2: about it like that but I'm glad I did it <laughs>
0: on this ride to get
2: oh, oh there's burger everywhere now.
6: Not, not, a, not a rose not a, not a fan of those double cheeseburgers
1: fat ass cheese. ah She's throwing them in the opposite direction of the crowd.
6: And spoiling the doctor's celebration. I guess the party's over somewhat.
1: She popped the balloons <laughs> with her nails. I botched the last one. Oh boy. No promo, that just I just ruined your McDonald's burgers.
2: As somebody who works in fast food, you know how much work it took to make them shit, you motherfucker? Yeah, man. What are
1: you doing? Get your shit together with that.
2: But if somebody get in the kitchen and make ass, make all of them, you going to be real sad and shit.
7: No. This is a tasty burger.
2: Why <sighs> oh, I didn't know you were going to do it. I thought about it, and I was like, hmm, let's spend it. I was like, didn't hey, Surprised we made it this long without a Pulp Fiction reference. Nope, no no. wrong.
1: Next comes the Bunny being accompanied by Blade against Red Velvet being accompanied by her new backup dancers Big and Killian King.
2: It's this is the first time I've seen Big in like
1: three months. Yeah, and she's about as over as Kenny Omega's fucking Broom Girls. Come on now. The Broom Girls are more over. And now we get Alita Suicida from Red Velvet. <laughs> oh my god
6: she took down the bunny and hit the double knee strike this is too quick man this one may not last long Danny moonsault press this could
1: be this time she didn't land on her face during the moonsault at least
6: wow red velvet bunny so it
1: was a trade-off
6: get out from the the three count but more importantly, get the hell out of the ring i think the women's division just kind of heated up tonight don't you guys oh well tony
2: that's bad and look how ali immediately grabs her and
1: if she's okay And Ali helped adjust in the air because she didn't die. Oh, did I go too far back?
6: Her uncle as well. Extremely talented. She took down the bunny There we and hit the double knee strike. This is too quick, man. This one may not last long. Danny Moonsall press. This could be it, JR.
1: You didn't know what you were saying, JR. Wow. (laughs) George said he actually thought she she was dead.
6: Get out for the the, the three (laughs) count, but more importantly, get the hell out of the ring. I think the women's division just kind of heated up tonight, don't you guys? Oh! Well, Tony, you know as well as I do that Dr. Britt Baker's not going to stand by,
2: huh? Yeah, like, if she hadn't tilted her forward, that girl would have folded like a fucking Final Destination
1: film. Don't put these rookies out here. That's what they're trying to tell them. Red Velvet is a fucking don't. rookie. And if you are, don't let them do shit like that. Stick them to the basics. Yo, I need you to see her kick. Look at her. Look at how she looks after she recovers from this kick. Just to- Hold on, I gotta go back a little bit. Let me bring that back.
6: See that one coming? It was a fastball right down the middle of the plate. And oh look, did you see the blade? The blade just handed the bunny.
1: Are you kidding me? Watch her kick here when she gets up. Watch kick up. Kick how she looked after the kick. She's so fucking wobbly. Look here we go.
6: Swing and a minute, Oh, kick to the knee. Oh, oh. just the. <laughs> <duck>. the <cup.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she's, she's at least better than Brandy, I guess, if that's what he's Dude, filling she's in for. She's not over, though. I feel bad for Allie, though, having to job off for these rookies, you know? Allie was better booked than TNA. And Swall and Killian were reduced to backup dancers. as they came out stirring the pot. Right. I know it is rough. Time's are hard. So what else was there on this? I could get the fuck out of here. There was uh, Miro. Good old Miro with his dearly departed wife from WWE.
7: Shout out to my wife for being hot. I'll say when I show up today at AEW to find out that Evil Uno has challenged me to my TNT title. But well, this makes no sense. I'm bigger, faster, stronger, and undefeated. While I do realize that Evil Uno is coming from an emotional place. But maybe he's just too emotionally involved for something that doesn't belong to him, and that's going to get him hurt. Because I got no feeling. And I'm going to use this moment as a teachable lesson for the rest of the locker room that you don't come after somebody like me when you just think you may win.
1: So yeah, Miro's here and he's mean again. He doesn't play video games anymore. Uh, the main event is a bull rope match. Dustin Rhodes against Nick Camarado with Aaron Solo, which is annoying that he wastes his signature bull rope match on this guy. The finish being a hog tie pin via Dustin. Um, there was like one good spot in this, I guess, not even really worthy of a holy shit, but they give it a holy shit anyway. I'll bring it up on the screen now for anyone that's inclined or curious to see It was the table bump, I guess, will be considered the big bump.
6: Lord, the bull rope right between the eyes of Nick Camarado. The big hairy man got split right in the face. And Nick Camarado busted open. Could be lacerated even more oh no oh he blocked no, look out of here look he better hang on hang Come- on, dustin it's too much strength here oh my god nowhere to go now oh spine first through the table it didn't look good and that table just exploded under the weight of the neck na-
1: that camarada guy looks like an 80s wrestler doesn't it? he looks like he looks like he'd be cosplaying as bruiser brody not worthy of a holy shit Nah. And anyway. again,
2: the holy shit of no, this is
1: awesome to just get thrown out left and right nowadays. So Ugh. AEW Dynamite did 462,000 viewers, down by 40,000 viewers from the last week. I also don't see a, a demographic here.
2: Yeah, so either uh NXT or
1: AEW got demographics this week. Yeah, 46,000 is pretty low. Oh, yeah, ain't that true. Alright, so that brings us to SmackDown episode 1,137. Because there's been so many of those. Uh SmackDown Tag Team title matches how we open and close the fucking show sport alert. Dominic and Rey Mysterio defend their championship against the Usos. Finish being Dom Rolls up Jimmy, even though Jimmy kicked out. Oh my god, Roman's gonna be so pissed. I'm telling mom. And you could tell by the way they were out they were backstage and were like, Oh fuck, fuck, fuck.
2: <laughs> Cause what it what it was specifically was like um his shoulder was already off the mat. So it was funny when they when he when he went to Sonya and Pierce, he had that look in his eye, like, y'all better fix this shit. Y'all gonna know what he gonna do to me.
6: Uso's gonna climb high and look for the Uso splash to put Dominic away. Seven time tag team champs on the other side down. No Dominic got his knees up, roll through, stacks him up. Here's the cover, Let to be kicked out.
1: Whoops. Roman's going to be like, it doesn't matter. You still lost. Now, I did like this hot tag setup. Going back into the match a little bit. Uh, this is like a double team hot tag setup. In a sense.
4: Get out of the corner, Trying to fight out now. Kick right to the face of Jey Uso. Rain may have an opportunity. Right now. Both those oh. oh, crashing. Bird and Ray's got.
1: I <laughs> see I took them both out. <laughs> you make them look White. ridiculous cartoon there's another cartoon moment coming up in the second match uh also dominic with a very unique cartwheel ddt that was really cool
6: dominic gonna climb the ropes oh my god what a ddt
1: very good uh yeah so that's pretty much the long and short of it we're gonna come back to that later on um Carmelo has a match against Liv morgan with the finish being uh Carmella with the code of silence Liv is not getting a push just because her partner lost. Uh, Bianca know? Belair is, is offended at Bailey's laughing, so Bailey responds, "We're the fucking laughathon."
0: And after I beat you at Hell in a Cell, oh, I will be
4: laughing, but I will not be the only one laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at that! Her face comes out on all the fucking Thunderdome. Damn. <laughs>
2: that <laughs> fucked up. I thought I saw a picture of Bailey from that shot, and somebody goes, "When somebody goes, who showed Vince Coella Deville?"
1: Right. That's what she looks like. <laughs> Damn since, since Nakamura with Rick Boggs against King Corbin. Corbin wins, but this is once again the thing where Nakamura gets the crown back at the end because Nick Boggs grabs his leg and Nakamura man runs the beginning of back. We get the running gag over and over and over again with them. You know, never ends, right? Oh, yeah. What do I have here? I have a clip. What is this? Oh, God, I'm scared. Oh, this wasn't that that important. This was the Seth Rollins interview from SmackDown. Oh, okay. You know, where he, he basically refused to answer questions anyway. So he just kind of took the mic off and walked away. When they asked him what he was going to do, if Cesaro was coming back, I don't think that's that important. Commander Aziz takes out Kevin Owens backstage before his match even gets to fucking happen. Um, and, What's up with uh, face? Kevin Owens getting his ass kicked all the time, uh, like, all the time. Like, you didn't know somebody was going to try to fucking ambush you?
2: <laughs> He's getting an uncomfortable amount of ass whooping in the For
6: Cruz. Owens with another super kick. Cruz is in trouble. Cruz is stunned. Owens looking for the pop-up powerbomb. Cut axe. This could be it. But Owens, can he make the cover? He does for the championship. Is it up here? Apollo Cruz at two and a half. Apollo Cruz had everything going a super kick to start the entire thing to
2: next flush on the jaw of you.
1: Commander Aziz didn't save you from that one
2: (laughs) not at all
1: yeah not even in the slightest uh what else what else do we have after that it was relevant we had the main thing the Smackdown tag team title match right yep the main event because uh, after the
2: decision they decided to run it back
1: yeah so uh I'll show you the next Looney Tunes bump of the match here, which I thought was hilarious. Out of
0: five now, <laughs> Not
5: twice. Rey Mysterio says,
6: "Back into the ring, Jimmy Uso." Rey Mysterio slowly. Oh wait a minute! Jay tried to attack Rey. Ray
1: and- <sighs> So he came, slammed into the post from off screen. It startled me for a second. I was like, what "The fuck!" Oh. And then, of course, Roman doesn't even let them finish the match. He was undispleased by their performance. So Roman goes out there, and he basically has the match tossed. But they're about to lose anyway, I guess. Yeah.
6: Who the hell? Wait a minute, Roman Reigns with a Superman punch. think this? Now Rey Mysterio coming to his son's aid, and Roman Reigns just shoves him away. Spare.
1: So the rumors are setting up Bray versus Roman and Hell in a Why? I don't know.
2: Like, Jimmy versus Roman is the one that makes sense. Like, no I it's just like with Bray, like I can't even suspend my disbelief that he might win.
1: I did like the part where Roman called Jimmy J. Or Jay Jimmy was funny. called me Jimmy. He's like, Does it really matter? You knew what the fuck he was doing. They have different haircuts now. You knew what you were doing. 1.8 million viewers, 0. 0.7 in the 18 to 49 demographic. So they're up. Hey. That brings us to Raw finally, which last week did a 1.418 million viewers. Record low. Record low, 0. 0.44 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Their record low are still higher than everybody else. You had AJ Styles against Omas. I mean, I'm sorry, AJ Styles and Omas coming out. Imagine that, AJ Styles against Omas. AJ Styles and Omos coming out. AJ shitting on all of the tag teams. He says, the Viking Raiders raid and get paid. Uh, And this is setting up like a match for later on. You have the Miz who's out there in a wheelchair. I did like that scene where he's sliding forward. They lose control of the wheelchair, and he's sliding down the ramp in slow motion. (laughs) And Morrison chasing behind him. All right. You had a tag team battle royal where Morrison learned that the drip stick doesn't work on big guys because Mason T-Bar wind up eliminating him, but then getting eliminated by the Viking Raiders. Finish essentially being the Viking Raiders going over all of these teams. Ah, you get a tag team title shot. Very cool. Jackson Riker ambushes Elias with a new haircut, and he throws like his it. he throws his guitar the way Miro threw Jake Snake. wow. There's a contract signing with McIntyre, but first he has to share a Scottish story with us about a brave warrior who hid in a cave for many years or many months or some shit, three months, I believe. And he saw like a spider trying to make a web, but the web wouldn't stick. And then eventually it did. And this guy realized that this was the inner power of persistence and that he's going to try again. And he goes out with the army. and He wins the freedom of Scotland 10 to 1. You remember way more of that story than I fucking did Because I blanked out a quarter of the way and in then, And then in the meantime the fucking Who was out there the authority figures Sony Deville and, and Adam Pearce are like What the fuck are you yeah. talking about they, they weren't following it as well as I was But yeah so now he realizes that he's going to be that, Like that Scottish warrior And uh Everybody's all acting goofy about this Well essentially the Stipulation becomes that if Drew loses he never gets Another title shot against Lashley And uh Essentially, we make a long search, Drew takes out his sword and he cuts the table in half. So I believe in that Scottish warrior shit, huh? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that Claymore is some shit.
2: You couldn't swing that thing. Everyone was
1: giggling giggling and chuckling and smirking and nudging until he cut the table in half. Then they look pissed off. It's all fun and games until he starts swinging the Claymore. Lashley acted like it was his table. (laughs) He he, he did the fucking Jeff Hardy. That's my table. (laughs) We get Ricochet versus Humberto, and the two of them are faking Sheamus out with flips because now he has a freaking face mask for his crushed face, and they have—he has PTSD because he thinks they're gonna die with them, so he's flinching to turn him into a Shea bitch, you know. Um, <laughs> I, the one spot I did <laughs> like was. <laughs> 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 How dare you
2: try to speed past? It? <laughs> Call him a Shea bitch! Wow. Hey, Shea, bitch. It's a shame to say, bitch, I see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor guy.
0: <laughs>
1: but then Conberto hits Ricochet with a Spanish fly to the outside, and it's a double fucking count out. Mwah, mwah. And Sheamus walks away. Oh, He's like, see, three. these guys are no good. But he doesn't try to fucking go near them, though. He's still scared. He he said it from a distance. as He walked up the ramp. Motherfucker was three shade bitches away. Guy. He would have tweeted it if he could.
7: <laughs> they smashed my face.
1: <laughs> uh, what else? What well, MVP approaches Kofi Kingston backstage, telling him that he's become complacent and that and that uh he shake hands with people after losing, and the Kofi media died because he allowed it to, and that he let it. He let it when he decided to be back here shucking and diving with his friends, which Kofi took offense to. But maybe it'll it'll register later on, huh? Mustafa has a similar approach. Mustafa Ali approaches Mansoor backstage because he feels that he's ready, but he's not Indian ready. He says that Gulak is the kind of guy that will go over with a handful of tights. And later on, thanks to Ali's advice, he reverses said handful of tights and counters and goes over. Maybe we got something there. Huh? A little retribution. Don't you ever put that evil out there. <laughs> Don't you ever. Yo, know, fuck. They already took the streak away, man. Damn. Jeff Hardy. Goes over Cedric Alexander. Not much more to say there. So what was the reason for all that Cedric Cedric felt with you? We don't fucking know. Who knows? Nikki Cross and Oscar go over Charlotte and Rhea, which is so funny to see Oscar and freaking well Charlotte and Rhea arguing over who's gonna face Nikki Cross again. And then ultimately, thanks to their 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 bullshit, Cross winds up pinning Rhea. She's having the most successful run of her fucking career. And it's not even right. because of anything she's doing. <sighs> Matt Riddle or Riddle, against Kofi. Orton comes out there because Riddle earlier asked him, when he had his mouth unlocked, if he would be okay with them coming out there, and he said he would think about it. When Orton's out there, Kofi immediately bumps him. Sometimes the New Day just works his heels. He immediately baseball slides under the bottom rope, bumps him. Uh, and in and, and freaking vengeance to that, I didn't want to say retribution there, since we just kept finished with that segment, I don't want to be like AEW. So in vengeance to that, he makes Woods eat a table bump. Kofi winds up diving, and he hits Orton and Riddle with an outside dive. Um, Riddle ultimately winds up losing this, which I was surprised about, weren't you? Yeah, I thought they, I thought he was setting to win this one. Nope,
2: as he basically hits uh, Orton's Hangman DDT and going for the um,
1: the RKO, but gets countered and pinned. Yep, and then finally, the main segment of the evening: Shayna yeah. Baszler, who's warned by Nia Jax. That we don't know what Alexa Bliss is capable of. Has a conversation at the playground with Bliss and Lily. Where Bliss demands an apology because of last week where uh she basically said that Lily was nothing more than a stupid doll that takes too much time off whenever she has mental health issues. I'm kidding, she Damn. didn't say that part. You said you get one more in there at the end of the show, right? <laughs> She says it the way that I say it to people with mental health issues. She steps on Lily's face. Can you believe that shit? (laughs) She steps right on her face. Crushing her fucking teeth and everything. She steps on her face the way Android 13 did Piccolo. Damn. (laughs) Go back and watch that movie. He steps on his face when he's laying on the ground, and then after he steps in his face, he powers up and forms an aura. <laughs> Who does that? You have to be a you scumbag know? to to step on somebody's face and then pop. He went uh! and then when his boot is in Kugel's mouth, he goes ah! <laughs> He powered up. with <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I, fucking put my boot in, in your face, level. power up, and I'm gonna melt the ice. Three for one. <laughs> I was fuck you, fuck you, and motherfuck you. But yeah, he guess his face stomped on. Poor Lily. And then on the way out, she makes flames come up all over the place. That the flames chased her up the ramp. Yeah. I mean, that's a good power, but Lily's face is still stepped on. You know? Like, if you were really powerful, you prevent that shit. But anyway, she's running from the flames. Then she goes back to Gorilla, and they do this thing where no one's backstage at Gorilla. Was that pre taped or that they had to like a clear Gorilla? Live. Like, I don't know. You know what I don't in know. My own head cannon. Everybody
2: saw her step on Lily's face and just took the fuck off.
1: Yeah, then they try to final no destination her because like the, the, the stuff falling from the ceiling and then she's trying to get out but the doors aren't opening and then she goes through a door and she puts like a couch in front of her to barricade but then Lily's in the mirror. So she winds up kicking the mirror and then everything goes dark and we hear a scream and they wish her well in her future endeavors. (sighs) If that's how they do that, I swear to God. But the funny thing is, I highly believe they would. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm just saying. Can you imagine if now tomorrow you wake up and you hear that Shayna was released? (laughs) That's what I was saying earlier when I was saying it's a good thing that they have somebody in case you didn't catch that. It's a good thing they have somebody with, with superpowers who can release people. Because it looked like that was them getting rid of her, you know what I mean? Like in my opinion, right? When I saw her going through the dark, and then I, like, by the time she went into that room and put the couch, I was already in my head going, "Oh, boy, I'm waiting to hear ah," and the screen go black so that they could fire her. And then it happened. So I'm just saying, in my opinion, since I know they're not done with releases, I was thinking that that was Bliss killing her off. There's no fucking way that they went through all of that just to have, like, a regular Raw next week where she comes out on the mic and is like, last week? Like, that's not even their style. As bad as their booking is, that was them killing somebody. You know but what you
2: I mean? What the like, part about it is their booking has been that bad in the past. Like, she's dead. FYI. Because all I'm saying is the Miz was supposed to be dead, too. so.
1: We got to remember the Miz is still alive somehow. <laughs> no, no. I think that, I think, I mean, it could be, I could be wrong. I, they, I think they left that open, but most likely they killed her off. So they could just release her.
2: Let's hope for their sake it was.
1: Incredible, right?
2: Because these motherfuckers have had supernatural shit happen and just go on like, ain't nothing happens. So I mean, let's hope they actually acknowledge the can this time.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think that they would, you know. I mean, at least bra gave you something to talk about this week, right? I mean, hey, everybody has one. What, one week that they give you something to talk about, <laughs> All Right.
2: One week out of every, I don't know, three, four, five, six, I don't know. I'm not saying it was
1: great. But it could have been worse. Much, much worse. Yeah, no, it really could have been. Oh, my God. Don't forget, guys. We are, uh, I guess we're doing, a, are we doing NXT TakeOver Post I guess so. It's a Sunday. And they put a pay-per-view. Yeah. There. They seem to put these things wherever the hell they want. So by obligation, I will be here for that. But yeah, this has been informative. I mean, holy crap, was there a lot of news. It's just so ridiculous that there's so many, I've never had to deal with this many people being fired and this many people in corporate being hired all at the same time and keep track of it all and put it in an order to come on here for Ooh, this is fun.
2: Fucking crazy.
1: Oh boy. That being said, guys, thank you to everyone who has hung out with us for this long crazy detailed dramatic episode with all of the different ups and downs that we've had here including all of the people in our live chat including king quest 6 Slayer, willie v2 eb gamer stasis dreams spartan jesus 92 george rogue girl saint clinton christian click ah uh, I believe Quest Thompson is also from Facebook. It's also King Quest, Bloodluster, and, of course, all of you listening on the podcast apps, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud, and all other popular places, pod, popular podcasts are found, as well as those tuning in from our video feeds at TalkBrunch.com, Facebook, and Twitch. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 461, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin, Soul Glow Frazier... We're out of here. Y'all you know, feed y'all families.
6: Shut up down. <laughs>